the voice of one crying the wilderness prepare the way of the lord make straight in the desert a highway for our god the voice of one crying the wilderness prepare the way of the lord make straight in the desert a highway for our god the voice of one lord, bless your name. You are the one who shines bright. You shine bright. You are the wise God, the only wise God. Father, we ask for your wisdom for us this morning. In the name of Jesus. Rule in this place. This is our desire. Rule in this place. Thank you. Teach our hands to one and fingers to pray. Let the name of Jesus be known here. Give eyes to the blind, ears to the deaf, understanding to the dull of hearts, speech to the dumb. Do this for us this morning, good God. I bind every spirit to the contrary. Speak a release over everyone in this room and beyond. We know the truth and it will make us free. Thank you. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. You may have your seats as you're welcome again to God's lighthouse. We believe that it is, it is God's good pleasure to have his people gather. The scriptures say, where two or three are gathered in my name, I am there in the midst of them. Okay? I am there in their midst. So, if the Lord is in our midst, He says, how good and blessed it is when brethren dwell together in unity. For it is there that God commands the blessing. So there's a blessing that is released when you are gathered. Okay? Most of you have heard this before, but some of you may not have. It's good to hear. And even if you've heard it before, you should hear it again. There's a blessing that is commanded where you are gathered in unity. There are blessings that come only from such gatherings. There's many kinds of blessings in the spirit. There are many kinds of things God gives to people. But you receive them in different ways. So, you have to pay the price for each blessing. I believe it's last week we saw what the scripture talks about exceeding great and precious promises. So, let me give you an example using natural things so you can, uh, you know, understand it. You can have the promise of a bachelor's degree. How? How does it start? You have to have a Wayek result, yes? And you have to write jam, yes? And then you may have the promise. It's a promise as long as you don't yet have it. It's possible. It's something that is possible to acquire. Those are the promises. Now, Second Peter chapter 1 tells you 
from verse 3. That his divine power has given us everything we need. This is the purpose of these promises. To provide everything you need for life. With, come on. We need for life and godliness. His divine power has given us everything we need. Now, some Christians, it's actually popular. They go like, we have everything. Do you? If you do, where is it? Let me just say it ahead. Maybe you read it. You have a promise. God has released it. It's somewhere. It's now your job to access it. What you have is a promise. His divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness. The promises are for the things that pertain to your life, the life God appointed for you, and godliness. Through the knowledge of him who called us, how you start to access it is through knowledge, not of everything, not the knowledge of market prices, not the knowledge of academic distinctions. Through the knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and excellence. Who called you by his glory and excellence? Of course, it should be obvious that it is the Lord. There's only one person that should have called you. It's the Lord. If the Lord called you to his own glory, come, share with me my glory. Many people don't know that the Lord shares his glory. You, why? What's that song? What's that song? Alright, so there's a passage that says you don't share his glory. No, the song that says you don't share his glory with anybody. The problem with that song is that it's not from the Bible. What does it say? It's in the book of Isaiah. Who knows where it is? Nobody? It's Isaiah chapter 42 verse 8. You are the Lord. Are you saying it? That is my name. Are you saying? Are you saying? So he said, I am the Lord. That is my name. But we put it in the song and say, you are the Lord. That is your name. Is that correct? That's correct. Give it to me, King James. I will not yield my glory. So now this one says, King James says, I will not give. My glory will I not give to another Neither my praise to graven images. Give me another translation. Same verse. I will not give my glory to another. My praise to idols. Another. Yet. I will not give my glory to another. Or my praise to pictured images. Okay. Bible in basic English says. And uh, go back to BSB. It says. I will not yield my glory to another. Or my praise to idols. I will not yield. I will not give. This is not sharing. This is giving. This is not parts, take some, give some. But more importantly, the another there is defined there. It's idols. 
Are you an idol? If you're an idol, yes, he won't share his glory with you. But if you're not an idol, he wasn't talking about you. Why? Because I just showed you that he called you to his glory. And I could show you many other passages, but I'll show you just one more. Where he actually directly says he wants you to share in the glory he has. It's direct. It's not through, you know, and it's your interpretation. No. So there's a glory the Lord Jesus has. If you look at the book of John, verse, chapter 17 from verse 1. I'm going to read from verse 1. Look at this. Then I'll jump. When Jesus had spoken these things, he lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Read with me. Glorify your son, that your son may glorify you. What's the result of being glorified? The answer is there now. What is the result of the son being glorified? So when you... when the son gets glorified, he's able to better glorify the father. Picture glory as maybe a drink, something. To glorify the son, the father says, take and drink. He drinks the glory and then he turns and glorifies the father. People see him giving glory to the father. What a man needs results in men honoring the one who shared his glory with him. But you're not sure this applies to us. You agree it applies to Jesus. Verse 24. You're not sure it applies to you. There's much I would say in between there, but let's just go to verse 24. Read with me. Father, I want those you have given to me to be with me where I am, that they may see the glory you gave to me. Because you loved me before the foundation of the world. Did you hear him say he wants them to see his glory? He said, those you gave to me. I want them to see the glory you gave me. I want them to see it. Okay? Now, the concept, now we're going to go back to verse 1. We're going to come back. So he has a prayer for us. Okay? Now verse 22. No, we will come back. Once you go. I have given them the glory you gave me. So that they may be one as we are one. Did Jesus break the law here? He just told you he gave them God's glory. And I've shown you the glory he had to give. Was the glory that the father gave him. He wants to share his glory. You are not another. When he said, I will not give my glory to another. Didn't he very clearly say that he wants you to be one as they are one? Didn't he say Christ in you? Glory is not something that only God wants. No. He made man in his Image and after his likeness. He gave him dominion over all the works of the hand. What does glory do? What does it result in? He gave Adam dominion. What does glory do when 
it is given. When glory comes, it brings things under subjection. It is authority. What did Joseph say they should tell his father, Jacob, when they went back? Who remembers? We are offered a prize. Will you remember? And start offering prizes. You may know. Um, King J- now you have. Give me Genesis forty-five, verse thirteen. Give it to me, King James. Read with me. And you shall tell my father of all my. Look, one to go. And ye shall tell my father of all my glory in Egypt and of all that ye have seen. Okay? So, glory can be seen. Do you remember I said, give me your glory that they might see? Because glory is seen. It's a quantity. The Greek, the Hebrew word is kabod. My weightiness, my weight, my heaviness. Kabod. In the Greek, it's doxa. These expressions carry. It's what the queen of Sheba's son, Solomon, and her breath left her. It has to do with authority, magnificence. Different translations say splendor, honor. The word conveys weight. Utenge. In epic. Weightiness. Ndupuness. I don't, I can't say it. <laughs> what are you about? What for it? Loco. Huh? Ugo. Ugo. Ubong. But, but, but there's a weight to it. See. Human beings have glory. Let me end with this, just explaining glory to you. Because sometimes your mind gets all worked up and you have ideas there that God didn't put there. It didn't come from scripture, it came from your songs. Many songs are okay. It has sense, then there are a few that are not scripturally accurate. First Corinthians 15. First Corinthians 15. Verse, um, let's read from. Let's read from verse 40 and 41. There are also, you're going to give it to me in King James, you know, because it's the same word. So you just saw it with this thing. He said splendor, glory. There are also celestial bodies and bodies terrestrial. Read. But the glory of the celestial is one. And the glory of the terrestrial is another. Again, there is one glory of the sun and another glory of the moon and another glory of the stars. For one star differed from another star in glory. But is it all glory? But there are kinds of glory. Are we settled? Now the Lord wants to share his glory, not just any glory. I've given them, I've taken up my glory and I've given to them. 
who are you to come and say, no, you can never shame God's glory? It's because of this song. So for years, when I sing that song, I don't stop you from singing, but I change it. I say, you will never share your glory with any other. That's what the Bible says. Another is from the word any other. I hope you know. If you can sing it, you will never share your glory with another or other. No problem. But I make it any other so it can, the rhyme can go. You will never show your glory with any other. You are the Lord. He said you will not give his praise to idols, graven images. Are you a graven image? No. You are, if you have given your heart to Jesus, your life, you are. What does the Bible call in 1 Corinthians 12? The body of Christ. 1 Corinthians 10, 12, all the whole Bible. You are, 1 Corinthians 6. He that is joined to the Lord is one spirit with the Lord. You become one with him. You share in his likeness. So he wants to share his glory with you. But it's not with every human being. It's with, there's a glory of the earthly man that human beings have. Have you seen, have you ever watched any of these video clips where human beings are doing something? Amazing things, amazing things. I've seen things, I'm like, how can someone achieve, has anyone ever seen any of those videos? Either the ones that are drawing, the impossible things. Who has seen? I should find one and they'll post it on the welcome lounge or something. I saw one yesterday. You're like, how? How? How, how, how did you do that? People are amazing. I don't know if you've been amazed by people. I don't mean Christians. I mean human beings. Normal. Incredible things. Physical feats. Mental feats. Just amazing things. I saw someone use dice to draw. Then there's one that uses his hand with a pencil. And brings out this fantastic artwork. How could you do that that fast? All sorts of things. The ones that make things out of paper. And you know they just cut it that way. Your mind is boggled. For me, many times I'm like, someone sat down and thought of this and did it. I look, I say, it's when I say, I say there's a God. Leave it. All these things people say, and there's no God. Look at the product of someone's product. And you're saying there's no God. This is fantastic. Someone came up with this, created this. This Someone thought through this thing and achieved this. No. Men are amazing. That's a kind of glory. Dominion over all the works of God's hands. Man has it. Even unsaved man has the ability to dominate over other things God has made. And make them do things. They can turn a tree into fantastic things. They can turn metal. I think, I think of the process. I saw, I have these short videos that I watch one, one, once in a while, while I'm eating or something. And he said, how to make this? How to? How to? I downloaded them and kept, you know, plenty. When I have data and it's about to expire, I don't look for what to download. Download, download, download. So how to make gold? How to harvest olives? Or to produce olive oil? How to? How to? How to? That's why I know many small, small things like that. Some of you, you know, who did Bibiana marry? Nollywood. Someone is correcting me. It's not Bibiana, it's Bibiana. You understand? That's what you know. Those are the kind of things you know. You know the specifics of what does not concern you. (laughs) How to? 
And I saw how to, how gold is made or comes from. And I thought it's just the ore they find or the small nuggets. I could not believe what I watched yesterday. It was a five minute clip, four minutes or so. And the process, dear me. I'm like, what? Who came up with this way? After the or I can't remember. Brrr, drilling. They say, how do you know which direction to drill? They say, based on the geologist as today's mining. And then, maybe those days, you could only find the ore or vein of gold. And then, chip it out, small, small. But now, they drill out a lot. They use water and drill out a lot of mush. Where they think the thing is, it comes out like sludge, muddy water. They collect it, collect it, collect it. It looks like dirty water, that's all. Then they put it through processes. Then one of the most interesting, the one that astonished me is, then they say there's a cocktail of, they look like powders, chemicals, powder. They take some, they take some, about five different chemicals. Certain measurement, mix it, then mix it into the general thing. I mean, there's the one where the thing sits. It's so many things. Then when they finish, and then they Heat it at a certain level of heat. I've jumped like 20 things though, to get to where I am. The, and I think, who thought up every one of these things and reduced it to a science? And then you do it steady. Then they mix it. Then that thing brings out and they go and then the, uh, whatever you call it, the other thing, falls off. And when it cools at this temperature, after four minutes or so, and you have a gold ingot. But the process is, so, so my mind is a human being somehow knew to mix one, two, three, four, five after all of this other process to extract and remove of how did he know? How did he know? So while they are buying this, 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 you don't know what they are buying. Each of them independently means nothing. This sulfide, that one, this one. But when you put it together, it will pull out, it will do things. I am saying man has his own glory, has the glory of a brain, has the glory. So he's amazing in himself. Have anyone, you enjoy looking at architectural achievements, Pete, not by eye. You don't have too, too many. You have some, but I mean, maybe you watch a video where they build some fantastic thing. Anyone here has any interest in such a You know, sorry, you just walk past everything. I mean, this one, not cement block, cement block. Okay, not a big deal. But some of the things that have been built, and if you know when they were built, and you wonder how, did someone sit down, think it, then you did it. Have you seen bridges passing through mountains, and have you, have you seen impossible things? Human beings did that. That's the glory, that's why many human beings say there's no God. Man is God. I beg, leave. We have conquered the unconquerable. Man is admirable. But that is a kind of glory. There's a kind of glory of the terrestrial man. Do you understand? Glory terrestrial, you know, and the celestial glory. The glory the Lord Jesus came to tell us about is not terrestrial glory. I've just talked to you about it. It's celestial glory. Glory. Do you understand? He came with celestial glory. And then he said, even amongst the celestial bodies, the stars, each body is different from the other. They have levels of glory. They have kinds of glory. You must acknowledge each of these things for what they are. 
But the real thing we are discussing is that God wants to share, give His glory to us. Back to Second Peter. You can go and read John 17. His divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness. Through the knowledge of him who called us by his own glory. And remember, the father gave him the glory. Then he called you by his glory. Do you understand? Oh, John 2. Kai. He used glory to call you. That's what attracted you. That's what glory does. Verse 11. John 2 verse 11. Everyone, look at me. Jesus, read. Jesus performed this, the first of his signs at Cana in Galilee. He thus revealed his glory and his disciples believed in him. Go back to Second Peter. Are you seeing? How did he reveal his glory? Question, was the glory there already? But by performing a sign, he revealed the glory. That the Father had given. So how does he call us? By his own glory. Excellent. So that's how glory works. So when God allows a person to be glorified in some form. Like light. Remember, you drank light. And then you open your mouth and glorify. He opened his mouth and John glorified his Father. People will be drawn to the light. How did he say it in, in Matthew chapter 5? He said, what did he say about your good works? Let your work, your light shine before men that they might see your good works and give and glorify your Father in heaven. Are you seeing? So what is glory and how does glory often manifest? You can't say you didn't get it now. In good works now, open book exam, you still get fair. Uh, you know what they call open book exam? Well, they say you can open your books, write, write. Then you come out with F. <laughs> that is ungodly. <laughs> that is bad. John 14, come on, uh, John 5. Let, let, Matthew 5, I said. Let's, let's read that in verse 16. In the same way, let your light shine before men. Can you, can, do you think it's okay to say light is glory? Glory is light? Shine before men that they may see your your good deeds, your good works, and glorify your Father in heaven. Therefore, the glory that you've been given is what? You're struggling. You're still struggling. Your glory, your light, is what? Your good works, your good deeds is heavy in your mouth because you've been told you don't need to do anything. Ephesians 2 verse 10. One to go. For we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works. Which God prepared in advance as our way of life. What is your way of life meant to be? 
Anyone that teaches you contrary is telling you, what did God prepare you in advance? What were you created in Christ Jesus to do? What did God prepare in advance as your way of life? Any arguments, please. Any other interpretation, I'm always open. Anything I say and you're like, no, that's not what that place means. Please, just feel free, raise your hand. The microphone will come to you, okay? You can, you can enlighten us. Don't be afraid. We are God's workmen created in Christ Jesus to do good works. This is why you were created. Anyone that tells you you don't need to do works, works, you are not saved by what We are not discussing your justification. We are discussing your sanctification. And you cannot be sanctified without good works. <laughs> Justifications and why we mix up things. Don't mix up things. That a child is born does not mean he should not eat. If he does not eat, it will die. We cannot rejoice over the birth of a child and drop the baby in the hospital and all go home. Say, I heard you put to bed. We thank God. We rejoice. Did you hear? In the market. She put to bed. Eh? Where's the child? How? Which child? What is done is done. We <laughs> left it in the hospital. Which child? I'm saying she put to bed. You're busy here asking for works. Which child? She put to bed. Are you doubting? Are you doubting her? Are you saying she did not have an encounter? Are you saying she did not give her life? Who are you to judge another man? Madam, Oga, I beg, where is the baby? I beg, I don't think your good works no good. I don't, what? Where is the child? Are you doubting? She, she told you she's born again. You're, you're arguing with her. Show me the bacon. I'm born again. It's in my heart. You were literally created to do good works. I'm watching you bring forth fruit that is meat for repentance. That's not a suggestion. Show me. Mm-mm. You don't understand. You see all these ignorant Christians, they don't understand. See, listen, when you come to Jesus, it's inside. It's a personal work. Personal. There's no need for any this or that. It's personal. God has changed me. Once I am changed, I am changed. Never to be unchanged. Babies don't die. Babies die. Babies die every day. Birth is birth. Birth is not birth. There are births that end in death. And there are births that grow. You were created for good works. Every version of Christianity that generates what something contrary to what you were created in advance for. That is... Imagine if you give birth to a child. I told you a terrible story I had. The, the girl said her grandmother told her, you know. But they believe it's true. And you're, you, someone might say it's not possible. How can you believe it? Is it not because you have not seen the impossible before? I mean, I've seen impossible things happen. So, carry your own belief and go. Said that the woman went to a witch to get pregnant. Said, please, I need a child. And said, okay, the only thing is this child, I must be the one that helps bring it forth. I'm the one that must midwife it. And she agreed. So when she went into labor, I don't even know if it was normal nine months. 
she went and the woman said yes yes come 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 and uh, she put to bed and the sister was it the, the mother put to bed and they brought out the child and they took the child were washing it well uh, washing bathing the child newborn baby and the mother came and she came in the baby which baby like this witchcraft baby was walking And the mother went, I'm dead, oh! The old witch of a woman, the guy said, yes, according to your words. She fell down dead. The, no, 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 it's not the mother, it's the child that said it. It talked. Was he walking or talking? He was doing one or the boat. He was talking. The baby had just put to bed. He said, as you have said, she fell down dead. So the first sacrifice he took as he came was his mother's life. Let's kill her. Now I'm saying that there are babies like how many of you don't mind sending it back the way it came immediately? Anyone here? Anyone thinks how many of you would like to keep the child? <laughs> I have a child like that, they say that is my baby. You know most horror films begin like that. <laughs> with a with a woman saying no. <laughs> don't be watching horror films. <laughs> but I remember. <laughs> When a film begins like that, a baby is born and is doing strange things, and the mother is saying, No, no. He's going to end up eating that his mother. To, he's going to stab her. Then lightning will strike, caca, boom. And the baby will walk out, bah, 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 back out into the world. When at the end of the film, that baby is still alive, you know they will be part two and three. Evil, evil nonsense. You were created for good works. So when you come out and you start by committing murder, who born you? Jesus. In Christ Jesus, you are created. Sorry, can you see the picture? Created in. For we are God's workmanship. Created in Christ Jesus. Can you see the womb? Can you see the mother's womb? Can you see? Created in. Before you were formed in your mother's womb. And you called in. You are created in Christ Jesus. How? Is it physically? No. The body of Christ. That's why we have to share in his glory, his nutrients. Are you understanding? That's why people get saved in church. They get saved in the midst of church people. That's the ministry of Christians. We create an environment for new babies to be created. Do you understand? And when that child comes out, what was it prepared for? Created for? Good works as your way of life. So as you come out from there, you're meant to do good. So we notice, your parents notice, your family members notice that you're not stealing anymore. You're not lying anymore. You're not misbehaving anymore. You're not, you start changing. You act, when you act a certain way and they say, no, don't do that. You say, I'm sorry. You act differently. You are different because you've been created for good deeds. Not bad deeds. But you must be created where? In Christ Jesus. The problem is when people come and say, I have been born. Who were you created in? If you were created in a person's mind. Say anyone here and you spend one hour, preach about money, how to have money. Then at the end you say, everybody wants money. Who does not want money here? Let me see. 
You don't want money. You don't want any money. Okay, you want money, but not much. Don't give me much. Please put down your hand. Put down your hand. Don't, don't raise your hand. Please, please. If they ever give you much money, collect it. See the offering basket. I mean, collect it. I don't, don't tell your uncle. When he says, say, can I give you 50,000? I say, no, uncle. Five is enough. Please. Keep five. Bring 55. Hear why? If you take only five, you must give offering from the five. See, it has already reduced. You see, see my wisdom. So, bring, collect, or oh, say, uncle, see, 50k, 50k is fine. I can manage it. Drop 45k. If you still want to give offering from your five, you can also give them. Manage the other one. Everybody here wants more money, yes? You should want more of God's glory to shine through your life. You should want more good deeds. It's literally what you were created for. You shouldn't want one or two good deeds. Oh, no, no, I helped. There's that guy that time on the road that didn't have transport money. I gave him, I think it was uh, 15 naira. That was two years ago. Between that time and now, you've been making your hair every one week. You're not created for younger. You're not created for food. Say, no, there's no week I don't take myself out to. No, I decided take myself out, sit down, eat, have a pizza. You know, it's not 4K, 4, 5. I have a pizza, have. And you forget to do what you were created for. You were created for good works, not thoughts. Some of you thought they said it's created for good thoughts. You have so many good thoughts. Even the angels are blush where you are. You have thought of so many nice things in this world. You have such a nice heart. You are not created for good thoughts. Mm. You are created for good deeds. Works. You are to walk it. You do it. When you lead someone to the Lord, you have done a good deed. When you share with what you have, you have done. When you pray for someone that needs prayer, you have done a good deed. Koinonia. Sharing. Good deeds. There are good deeds and there are bad deeds. And then there's one more. No deed. Matthew 25. Those guys were judged because they had no deeds. You wicked and lazy servants. You buried my money. The guy did no deeds. He didn't do any. He didn't do bad. He just didn't do good. But the scriptures say that when God comes judging... You say, those of you that say that the Lord will do neither good nor evil, that God is going to judge you. Because God does not do nothing. God does good. And sometimes, in the way King James uses the word evil, he does evil. That's, you know, he said, I bring good, I bring evil. It means calamity. That is disaster. That is, I bring, I do something. So his quarrel was with people who say God does not do anything. Ah, if you see a good or bad thing, God is neither here nor there. It is man that controls. No, it is not. God does things. Can you see what Jesus now did? Can you go back to John 2? Can you now see what Jesus did? He performed a sign. When you perform 
a deed. A good, was it a good deed? Did he give them? Did he give them? Did he provide wine for a stranded couple? That's a good deed. And it's saying in doing that, he revealed his glory. His goodness of heart. His kindness. He revealed it. And his disciples believed in him. What will make people believe in us too? John 17. Verse 23. We read 22 by verse 23. I in them. And, well, start from 22. Everyone, we are going to read together, okay? And the glory which thou gavest me, I have given them, that they may be one, even as we are one. I in them, and thou in me, that they may be made perfect in one, and that the world may know that thou hast sent me, and hast loved them as thou hast loved me. So what will the world do? When he sees them made perfect in one, the world will know that the Father has sent Jesus. Have you seen that? They will see that the Father has loved them. Then verse 24 now says that, Father, I will that they also whom thou hast given me be with me where I am that they may behold my glory which thou hast given me for thou lovest me before the foundation of the world have you seen that that they may behold my glory now, the Bible already tells you in John 2 that they beheld his glory. Yes? So what does he mean when he's saying here that they may beheld his glory? The answer is this. Do you remember when the Lord Jesus said that greater works shall you do because I go unto my Father? Do you hear him say that? Greater works. You were created for, and he's saying greater works will we see because he's going to his father. In other words, the earth, we will see greater, more good deeds now, greater glory. Do you agree? And the greater glory is revealed in greater good works. If Jesus healed or raised 10 people from the dead, if you raise a hundred from the dead, that's greater works, greater glory. Do you agree? Or do you think Jesus says, no, no, you cannot raise more people than me. Stop it. Stop it. You can never raise more. No. He wants you to do more. Because I go to my father. Part of what that means is because I'm going out of the way. I'm in a human body. I am only moving within this area called Israel. Limited. But I'm going to the father. Leaving my body on the earth. The body of Christ. He's the head. We are the body. In the earth. By that it means he's the leadership. He's the leader of this body. 
He said, I in them and thou in me. After he just finished talking about giving the glory. Because when we are in him, he is in us, the glory. He contains the glory of the Father and is inside of us. So the Father is in the Son, the Son is in us. Huh? It's also vice versa. With God, it, it's a flexible thing. Colossians 3. Your life is hidden in Christ, in God. Have you, have you seen that? Go back to verse 20, 20, 23 again. I in. So Christ in who? In us as a group. Remember when I said, where two or three are gathered in his name, he's in their, their midst. Uh, Matthew 18. He didn't say, he said, I in them. In the midst of us. Is there, there God commands a blessing. In the midst of us. He is in the midst of us. And the Father is in, thou in me, is in Jesus. So, what you see standing there is, what you see is a crowd of people. You see them, the church, yes? And in the center is the Lord Jesus. And inside Christ Jesus is the Father. Are you seeing that? Now, I now mention, when that happens, what will happen? They will be made perfect in one. They will be made perfect in one. Like that group of people gathered together will be bonded together as one. And the world will know. Ah, wow. Look at how united they are. Look at how amazing they are. Look at how, look at these people. Look at how it, has, it, it is with them. They will know we are disciples by our love. Because we will love each other. Okay. But Colossians 3. You have it? What does it say? Look, if you look at Colossians 3 from verse 1. Therefore, since you have been raised with Christ, strive for the things above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Three sets of people again, us, Christ, and God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things, because there are bodies celestial and there are bodies terrestrial. So you, are, you what, what, which one are we called to be? Celestial, while we still have terrestrial bodies and we are waiting for the celestial body of First Corinthians 15 because this body will be changed. A day will come by the grace of God if I keep obeying him properly and I don't have my name slashed from the book of life as Revelation 3.5 says. If I endure to the end one day, I will have a celestial body. And many of you too. Hopefully all of you. But the Bible tells you at the same time that there are bodies terrestrial. That's what you have. Earthly bodies. This. You beat it, it hurts. You stab it, it bleeds. For those who haven't gone through our Believer's Bible School... Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, you're invited. But while you still wait to join it, so you can get much more understanding, by the time you get to resurrection of the dead, you hear all this in detail. It tells you that people's bodies will change. 
and it says it will not be able to die anymore. So you can't stab it. You come, you stab it. I don't know what will happen to the knife. You, the knife will probably go through, like as though the body is spiritual, or I think the body will do whatever it likes. I think you might stab it, the knife breaks, because the body may as be as hard as granite or as a diamond. Like it could be anything, it could be metal. Bing. Or you stab it, it looks like a normal body, but he did, ding. you know, as you're holding it to stab, and he did, ding. you know what happens to a person that stab, right? You don't know? You know what happens if you think when you do this, it will go through something, it doesn't go through. Let me show you, your hand will slide, continue sliding. You didn't expect it now. If you expect it, you'll be careful. But when you didn't expect you think it goes, and it, ching, your hand keeps going, ching. There will be blood, but not mine. Ching. There's no need to fight. So you just change your body density. Or you go ephemeral. Or I do. And you fly into the sky. I behave like Magneto. Some of you are doubting. You've never read your Bible properly. Just wait, you see. It will happen. People have even tasted of these things already, but it will happen. There will be two kinds of people on earth. First Corinthians 15, there will be two kinds. They will share in the glory properly. Why? Because they paid the price. Jesus said in Luke 20, because they are worthy. Those that will be counted worthy. You don't get that by being forgiven your sins. Mm-mm. You get that by enduring to the end. This is not salvation of your spirit or your soul. This is salvation of your body. It's called glorification. Glorification is the process of a human body being made like immortal in the way God wanted us to be originally. That is it. That is where he gives you his glory. Not just to your spirit or to your mind, your soul, but to your body too. This is the full process of salvation. This is your whole spirit, soul, and body being made blameless. Now, our bodies are not blameless. That's why the most righteous person in this earth dies. That's why people die. No matter how wonderful they are. Inside, Paul said in 2 Corinthians 4 and 5 that your earthly body is deteriorating while your inner man is being renewed day by day. So the inner man, that's your spirit and your soul, they are getting better, healthier, stronger, finer, but your external body, older, bent. Because there's a process the Lord is undergoing and He's turning things right. Set your mind on things above, not on earthly things. Why? So that your internal man will change so much till you burst out. Do you remember the Mount of Transfiguration? Matthew 17, what did the Lord Jesus do when he was on top of that mountain? He was transfigured before them. You know what really happened, right? He just dropped his external, he removed his veil. 
You know, the Bible says that your body is a veil. In the book of Hebrews, it says going beyond the veil, that is his body. So what he did, he got there and removed the veil when Elijah and Moses showed up. So have you ever come on this cliff? The Bible says he was brighter than the sun. And then he, when he put it back on, these guys fainted. He said, don't tell anybody. Peter, James, John. Tell nobody what you saw until I rise from the dead. Why? Because people like external glory that they can see. So they would have all come running. They would have not allowed them to kill him probably. If he didn't die, we wouldn't be forgiven. And that is the kind of heart God wants to develop in you. Hear me, and hear me well. For those of you that have heard about glory, and you wonder, eh, now, so I thought to you, you say, we, we shouldn't show off what God has done for us. This is why you must read the whole scripture. Don't read half, or you will err. You use the Bible to contradict the Bible. Don't. Don't contradict God. Scriptures cannot be broken. God does not want you to take glory. He wants to give you glory. Do you understand the difference? Huh? When your mother gives you biscuits, it's a gift. You eat it proudly everywhere. When your mother did not give you the biscuits and you took it, you do not eat it proudly everywhere. You sneak around, you hide around, you're necessarily quiet. Nobody knows. Where is that boy? When you go into a room and see a small boy facing the wall, sitting in a corner quietly, you know evil has been wrought in the land. <laughs> you don't need anyone to ask. You don't look and say, oh, good boy. I've seen parents. Some parents, I don't know which world they live in. When your rambunctious child is quiet, sitting in a corner and is not sick, you better walk into that room completely and say, roll over. <laughs> if you like, no. If you like, be there. Be there. And they finish all the digital biscuits, you know. And you discover he has taken the whole box of Danish cookie, butter cookies that your, 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 your brother brought back from the US. The whole box. You know, they chop her one by one. You saw abnormality, you passed. Say like, wow, what a good one. Do you think this is the next age to come? Where do you think you are? Your child is what he is. Till Jesus comes. Into him. Even after Jesus comes, there's some work that is needed. People, the glory I'm explaining is not to be taken, it's to be given. That's one. Two, you don't show it off outside of the controls of the Father. You don't walk into the pool of Bethesda and say, who wants a miracle here tonight? Because if you were Jesus, John 5, that's what you'd have done. Sata! Jesus is on the block! Come on, people! Yeah, who's sick here? Come on, I want to see. I want to see. Uh, if any, almost any of you was Jesus, now show you what they do. What, what would you do if you know you have the anointing is present for 100% healing? 
How would you walk? How would you enter this room? You tell me. Be honest. God is watching you. Would you be humble? Would you be meek? You enter some assaulting. Yo, come on, people. Yo, people. Let me see you now. Let me see you now. No wasting time. No wasting time. The blind, the blind, the blind. Come on. One, two, receive it. Bah. In between, you going. I saw one video. It was so funny. Just that we, do, we are not rich enough to drop mics. I'll have dropped it. <laughs> Give me that microphone. <laughs> I saw a video. And a young preacher. And you are, and you have two brothers. And you got a job on the third day of this I'm not, I have nothing against. <laughs> it's just breaking someone's mic that I did not like. You cannot throw someone's microphone on the ground like that now. You know how hard things are with the owner. He literally dropped it on the ground and left the hall. <laughs> I don't know if he came back home, but he left the aisle and his protocol right after him. <laughs> oh my God. So in my mind, I think if with what of knowledge you deal like this? Hey! The first healing. Hey! Imagine raising anyone from the dead. Ah! Oh, wow. You people allow me to walk? Come on, come on, carry me on the chair. Carry me around. I look like you never touch the ground. Do I look normal to you? Are you considering me one like you? Maybe someone says, um, uh, please, sir. But the Bible says, how dare you tell me the Bible says, you know who I am, you know what I've done. You know. Imagine if he walks on water. Hey. Ah. Oh, you're finished. Because small power. Small power. Small, small. Praying is authentic. Small power has comfort. You do like that. Now, listen, I understand. Young people can be excited about spiritual things. Awesome. You know, that. just that we've seen people give very super specific, we've received very super specific prophetic words. But you know how God often did? He hides, he shrouds the glory. Do you understand? Hmm? I give more words of knowledge talking like this than by any other, any other way. Like I'm talking, like you have no idea. I'm giving words of knowledge. Even me, I have no idea. Once in a while, I know, but 5% of the time, 99% of the time, when I'm giving words of knowledge, I have no clue. Like God doesn't, tell, I'm not informed enough to know. Right now, I'm talking to someone. Not, so it's why very few times you hear me, I'm talking to someone. 
But even when I picked up on it, especially if it's something that might sound negative, I won't want to make it sound as though I know. But it's just stories. I'm just telling you. How many of you were here on Friday when I was talking and I said, uh, someone who has, uh, they did you good, your father did someone good and years later they help you? I didn't even listen well. See, that's the problem with people like me. They t- someone was telling me yesterday oh, that someone's father, someone, someone's child that the father helped, whether grandfather helped how many years ago, called them whether yesterday and offered them free admission. That thing I was, that story I was telling on Friday. Now that's normal. That happens all the time. Glory is to stay covered. Jesus' mother tells him, they have no one. He said, woman, it's not my time. Mommy answered me, Giko. It's tongues. It's tongues of men. Anyone has interpretation? What, 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 what do you hear? What do you hear? This woman will put me in trouble. You see, the, the, the gift is what? The gift, the gift of normal understanding. <laughs> But do you know what his mother did? She's the one that forced that revealing of his glory. She forced it. The scriptures say, because sometimes God will use parents, physical and spiritual, to force you into your activating your purpose. Do you know that? Have you realized that many of the things you walk in or experience, all that, that circumstances seem to force you into it. You didn't willingly stand up and say, it is time to do what God has told me to do. You were forced. They told you, you, go and handle this. You, have, you know many, that's how many things happen? Yes, yes. Many, many so-called death. Have you heard how Don Wen became the musician? That someone was, that was the lead worship was sick or so. So they told him, the guitarist, and you, or pianist, or whatever, come and lead. That's how Don Wen first showed this Don Wen, that might be probably arguably the most popular uh, singer because across board, his music is accepted across board. So you should understand that that's how most... So don't be surprised that it, it will happen with Jesus too. So his mother knew because in private he used to, when there's lack, it, it didn't seem to last long around where Jesus was. So his mother, after he said, woman, leave me he, she left him alone. Technically, she left him alone. But she told the people around, anything he says you should do, do. While leaving him alone. And the people gathered around and stood there looking at him. You know it will cause a scene now. That was a wedding ceremony. Why are all the servants standing around one man? He must be telling them something. So maybe he, he went like, Thank you, Father. Go and fetch water. Fill the pots. Your barrels of water. See, that wine, the wine Jesus made was between 120 to 150 liters. Not, not one bucket. It was the equivalent of 20 liter jerry cans. About seven, eight, or nine, he, he, just one after another. That's the amount he produced. When you look at the thing containing 30 perkins a piece. It was a lot of wine. If I, it may even be more than what I'm saying. A lot of wine. 
How many of you ever sat where they're drinking wine, a group of people, and they dropped a, a jerry can of pami? How much pami was it? Full or half? Or... Full. How many jerry cans did they drop? In the richest, in the biggest location, so how many jerry cans of pami did they drop? 250 liters, that's 100 liters. What kind of location? Was a barrier. So that's what was drunk in that place. Powerful. Okay. Did they finish it? They finish it. Why is it when people drink alcohol, they drink far more than anybody can drink Coke, Fanta, or Sprite, or malt? How come you're drinking malt? One is enough, you're full. But when you drink a big bottle of beer, you can drink two, three. How many of you suspect that as you are drinking, there are more than one? It cannot be normal now. You think about it. How many of you ever drank three bottles of mineral four at once? At once, one sitting. You kept it like that and drank, 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 drank. How many? What was you? You he was experimenting. Yes. How many? Four. He didn't pass four. How many do people have seen people drinking beer? How many do they drink? I want. Eight, twelve. Seventeen. Is that the Guinness Book of Records record? In one sitting. So tell me where it goes. Oh, look at me, thinking it's five. Eh? So how? Is that how the human body works? I am asking you people, what is normal about this thing you are telling me now? There is nothing normal about it. A human being does not sit in one place and just keep taking to give up. Except there is a spirit behind it. It's called the spirit of drunkenness. It's a demon. It's not a joke. If you, you can naturally drink a bottle of beer, a bottle of beer is two bottles already of normal drink. You can drink two. Ah! Now what for you? Then you drank five. Then you drank eight. What did they do you? It's not normal. You are a wonder. You have friends in low places. They are assisting as it's going. They are saying, bring more, bring bring." They are collecting, you and them. You know people, you know someone that struggles with drunkenness here? Lay hands on them and say, spirit of drunkenness, I rebuke you and I command you to take your hands off. Or bring them to church and give me a do it for you. If they are Christians and they are struggling, tell them to put their hand in their hand. Say, you spirit of drunkenness. But it's better to get help, sir. And that thirst is like, in, let me tell you how it works. I've, I've not been there, but I know. It's an insatiable thirst. It's like you can't stop being thirsty. It's like you need more. That Yes, that's what happens. Like, like it's, it's like being thirsty and not being able to be satisfied. But because there's not that spirit associated with the other normal drinks, they can drink a little and drop and yeah, fine. The glory of Jesus was revealed because he was pushed into it. You don't show off glory. If you start showing off glory purposely, 
Yes, do your good deeds. Don't hide. I need to pray for the sick. I need to, and it's okay to testify. Oh, God did this. God did that. It's good. It encourages others to say, wow. And they'll give glory to your father in heaven. Do you understand? But when you start hunting for glory, not for him, you don't collect from him and say, the glory of God, behold God's glory. No, you collect it and say, behold my glory. Look at how I shine. So you have, you block him, you become the aim. This is where the problem begins. And this is what has destroyed many servants of God. And what will stand them in very bad stead on the day of judgment. Because you curtained off the Lord and became the sinusoid of the eyes of men. You were not created to tell lies. Number one, we know that glory is not yours. You got it from the Father. That's if it's a clean one. But when you see people who they don't get from the Father, so they get from the devil. They actually go to the devil and get glory. They go to the devil and get glory and shine it before men. Demonic glory. Remember, there's all kinds of glory. It tells you that if you set your mind not on things that are earthly, but on things above, it's going to work out well. What makes, what are the things on earth? What is in the world? The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes and the pride of life. It is not of the Father. So once pride, once desires, once you want to say, ah, dress, act like this, talk like this, do like this, let them look at me. Let, you have to actively fight those things. Or you're setting your mind on earthly things. How do you set your mind on heavenly things? As a preacher, how do I do it? I constantly think, Father, what I'm saying now, is this the right thing? Is this what you want me to say? Is this what you're thinking? Is this what I should tell him? Is this what I should tell her? What should I do? Should I pray for her or show her from the Bible or tell her to go away? Whatever will give you the glory. That's the thinking. That's what the good works are, good deeds. The Father will respond with pleasure to your seeking His pleasure. Then He can entrust you with even more glory. The people that work in the greatest and most supernatural things, most of you have never heard of them. I've heard of many of them. There are not many, but I've heard of them for decades. And most people never heard of them till I mentioned them. And the glory they walk in is far, far, far more than the glory that the people you know and exalt and esteem walking. I am serious. People who walk on water have walked on air. Just every, people who translocate, who are here and then they are somewhere else. Their whole body moves. People who are in a car and the whole car with everybody in it. A three-day journey is completed in hours. A three-day journey. It's not that they drove very fast. It's impossible, no matter how fast you drive, to drive across a country that fast. 
Most of the time, they don't even have a hand in it. The father chooses to do it and does it. People who multiply food, who take four people's food and feed 200 people live, and people are there and they keep scooping from the pot and it keeps coming out. It keeps coming out. It keeps coming out. The people, you don't know those people. People who have raised hundreds of people from the dead. Hundreds. That's far more than Wigglesworth, far more than anybody you've heard that raised dead bodies. Multi, I've seen pictures of them looking with their dusty shoes. Village pastors. People who habitually have been caught in and laid hands on dead people who have been dead for three days and prayed till they came alive. Even me that saw their name, I forgot it immediately after I read it. They are very forgettable people. They are people all over the world. Usually God does these greatest things in groups, in places where people don't know. It's usually with people that are not too focused on recording and snapping and videoing things. That is why there are not many records of such things. They are too focused on, Father, please help this grieving family. Oh, praise God. Hallelujah. Please, bro, come. Someone else. They say you should come. And they run off. They don't have, they are not looking for photo or video opportunities. That's not how their mind works. I know this because as a church, we have been a bit like that. Because of how focused we are on giving God glory. So many things we could have videoed. We have phones now. So many things we could have videoed, talked about, kept. You don't. I know Mount is bad, sir, but it's bad. But once in a while, I'll remember something or someone will tell me. I say it's true. I'll read it online or watch someone talk about it online and they say, this happened. I'm like, wow. And then I'm like, wow, what? Is that not what happened some days ago? I'm like, okay, wow. Wow to myself. But I've forgotten completely. As though it never happened. Because the, my mind is not focused on accumulating things to display. To show how much glory we have seen. Many, I actually regret. I, we, I, I ought to. It's the worst time not to have a diary. The last six, seven years. That I didn't have any diary. Just bad. Just bad. Every once in a while, someone is talking to me and they will tell me something. And I'm like. Oh, that happened though. Wow, that happened. Oh, that's amazing. God is amazing. They have forgotten completely. Because I kept no record. I didn't even try to remember it. I am saying, if you want to see the most amazing signs and wonders, miracles, be amongst those who don't live to show off. Don't live to show off. Behold the glory. Behold. No, don't. Stop. If you keep doing that, God is going to say, you know, when this glory we gave him finished, don't, don't renew it. Don't renew the subscription. Oh, you guys don't know. Many famous people is the old subscription. That's why you hear often, many times you hear, I remember in 1974. I rem-. Who has noticed lots of stories? How have you noticed that it seems some preacher always tell stories of what once happened? Now, I'm not saying you shouldn't I tell stories of things that have happened. But the point is, you're like, let's see today's one now. And you can wait like this. Years later, you don't see anything. 
Why? Because the subscription was not renewed. Because they took the glory and rubbed all over their body and went around doing like this. It's not telling the story that it's showing up. It is acting as though the glory resides in you. Living on past glory. Instead of constantly staying before the Lord to receive more of his glory and shining it out to the people. You're too busy doing good deeds to have time to be taking pictures endlessly to display. Are you understanding? This is important. I've told you there's a generation being groomed alive now. You're going to walk in amazing power and grace and glory. It will happen. But you will be knocked out if you don't learn to keep the glory concealed except the Father permits you to reveal it. And you don't reveal it with pride. You don't reveal it and stay and build a crowd around that revelation. Jesus doesn't multiply bread and stay there and say, Everyone! Rush now to the villages, invite your neighbors, tell them to come, the bread is flowing. The bread is flowing. I said, the bread is flowing. Tell them to come, run, you're still here, run, run. Run, John. Run. Bring them, bring bags, bring bags. Tell them to come with their donkeys and carts. Bread is flowing, bread unction. You would have converted into a two-week bread program, one month. You don't agree, you wouldn't have stopped. You guys, look at your faces now, you can't see your face. You would have not stopped. You would have gone on. All of Judea, you have told them to tell Herod to come out and see something. You have to connect, communicate. Have you told Pilate? Tell him, tell him, tell him what's happening. A God has returned. Shadada. And everybody will be in awe as you're standing there. Break, break, break. You know how that thing multiplied? It happened in Indonesia or something. No. About 50, 60 years ago. They have, when the Indonesian revival was happening, they had, at the time, they had only one loaf of bread and a jug of milk. They prayed, told everyone, line up. Father, we thank you for this bread. Broke it into half. Dropped in the tray. It was full again. That's how they said. It never stopped being full again. Every time they broke it, it became one again. Just kept being one. As long as it broke, it was one again. That's how. And then the jug of milk, small jug. Every, people came with cup. It never stopped pouring. Never. They just kept pouring. People came after that. They poured, poured. Everybody ate bread till they ate food. Before it stopped. That's how it works. Because God can do anything. He has done it before. He has not changed at all. He's done it over and over again. Iris Ministries, Heidi Baker. Things multiply. Food. Heidi Baker, she's online a bit more now. People put clips where she goes to preach and all that. But she's in Mozambique, was in Africa with her husband. Before that, Asia, Hong Kong. Wretched, the most wretched areas of the world. That's where she goes to do ministry. So food multiplies. <laughs> they see food multiply. It's in their ministry. It was four people's food. The, the person from the American embassy brought them a plate of food because they chased them out of the orphanage. The government of Mozambique chased them out. Leave this place. It was the devil, of course. And they left, rushed, carried their things. They even have where to stay, really. 
and this mission this lady from the embassy brought her food for she her husband and her two children and she looked at her and said what did they do? and said bring the plastic plates they had 200 or so children not 300 and they made some starch or whatever and they started scooping everybody ate uh, it remained it, impossible things so one of those times was during christmas and these are very wretched people some have never really eaten chicken or anything says you're going to give them chicken and they got what they could got chicken to feed people all these stories and they never tell it properly they say it lightly they say it as if they want to say it and pass so they don't take god's glory or something so they always tell these stories lightly I haven't read the books. I've had them for it. I haven't read I think in the books they will explain it better. But when they are saying it by mouth, the videos, which I watched more than 10 years ago, they just say it and pass. And she said, the chicken. And it finished. They said, there's no more chicken. She said, uh, maybe we should go, they should go and buy fish. The chicken is more or less finished. And these people are coming. Say we should buy fish. Say no, but they came to eat chicken. We told them we would eat chicken. So she prayed. People were living with chicken in bags. Not one piece. In bags. Because the chicken never stopped coming out. They all kept coming out. Now, again, if you doubt it, that's your problem. I don't doubt it. I don't have those kinds of problems. But how many people heard of Heidi Baker before I mentioned her? Very, again, she it might be online now, but most people, never, at least 10 years ago, why? Nobody I asked knew Heidi Baker. I said, you know Heidi Baker? No. You know Heidi Baker? You know Heidi Baker? No. Under their ministry, more than, that was more than 10 years ago, more than 200 people have been raised from the dead. Through the pastors they trained. African bush pastors. That are ministry in the book. Hundreds of miracles. And if you died within one year of being raised, they didn't count it. If they raised you in 2021, you died in 2022. They don't count People that have been dead for days will rise again. But I repeat, even me, I don't know the names of the people. Why? Because you won't hear of them. Giftings, graces, surprise, uh, Sitole is a bit well known because he moved around. I think the last time he was in Australia. But I remember when I first heard of him. Bush boy, you know, speaking that they are, oh, this is Portuguese or so in Mozambique. Everything. He knows how to speak six languages. I think five of them. He said the Holy Spirit taught him. Like, gift of speaking tongues. But his own steed. So he got the gift of speaking tongues. The tongues is a human language, but he stayed. He didn't go. He continued. And he's the one that said, but who knows surprises he told. Now he's there. He's even one of the most prominent from those African people that they, they, they brought. But my point is, the people that see the most fantastic, you see them, you see their life. I saw him one or two years ago, I saw a video. And you can see the bar, there's nothing. These are people that if they use the salesmanship that is in the body of Christ, normally practiced, they would be just telling their stories alone. Endless crowds will come. The miracles, the signs, the different things they experience. Which can be replicated if they sold themselves. If you sell yourself. If you sell yourself. You will see amazing things. But you see that's the problem. When you sell yourself. You reduce the glory that can be revealed through you. 
So if you can be like the Lord Jesus, who can see amazing things happen, like Paul, who handkerchiefs from his body, is not just used to hope for prayer, but will cast out demons. If you allow that combination between trusting God and giving him glory, setting your mind on heavenly things. Some, so earthly things is human fame and glory. So while you take the glory and set your mind on earthly things, how do I get them to know me? How do I get them to hear about me? I want to make sure everybody knows about us before this year is over. Let's hire the best. Let's employ the best. Let's do this. Let's do that. Let's do this. Let's do that. And you have all these many things you're saying should be done. All of it to give you, what do you call it? Visibility. Now there's a difference between giving a message visibility and giving a person visibility. Do you understand? So if all you focus on giving yourself visibility, with time, what will happen is that you'll be too well known. You eclipse the one who sent you. It will be you. And there are many mega star, rock star type preachers like that. It's them that people honor. And that is why when that servant of God falls and is living in sin, doing wrong, you don't care because it's him that was high and exalted. But if he was exalting the Lord steadily and consistently and properly, people would look for the Lord that is with him. Jesus' fame went out into all the regions. It's not wrong for someone that carries God's presence Name to her because people will go to that person, but when they come there, they must always see that person pointing at, Behold the Lamb, behold the Lord, behold your God, behold. If you have learned to face away from the earthly, the people, and face up to God, then you would have done well. When they come and notice you also looking up unto Jesus, the author and finisher of your faith, when they come and you act like a human being, with them. We need the Lord to help us. We. Something happens to you. And you quickly are able to forget them. But you don't forget the one they pointed you to. This is how you handle glory. Is this clear? This is how you handle the glory of God. You don't bask in it. You don't, when they are saying, hey, amazing. You don't stand in front of them and say, thank you very much. Thank you very much. No. Neither do you do the fake one where you say, oh, let's give the glory to him. It's not about me. Not about, get out of the way completely. Just shoot. Why should we even think it's about you? Because you did something that might make us mistakenly think it's about you. Do you understand? Yes, it's not by mistake. People think it's about you. There are things you do. This applies to all ministry. Singing ministry, any kind. You can do ministry in a way that it's, and the normal way it's practiced by most is in a way that attracts glory to yourself. You must resist it. You must fight it. You must oppose this. Or you'll be taking God's glory. Then there will be a problem because you have made an idol of yourself. Is this clear? For you died and your life is now hidden with Christ. In God. Your life is now hidden where? So this is not Christ in them. But this is you in Christ. And he is in, in God. Are you seeing? A re seeming reversal. It depends on your perspective. So the Lord wants you to keep your eyes on Jesus. Hebrews 12 verse 4. 
from verse 1, but don't, so Hebrews, I'm not saying you should open it. Hebrews 12, I'm giving it to you, go and read it. Verse 1 and 2, even 3. So you look unto Jesus, your life is hidden with Christ in God. Alright? Christ is in God, but you are hidden with Christ. You are in Christ. Back to um, Second Peter. Does anyone have a question about anything I've said? You want to ask something? Again, I choose to start taking questions on Sunday morning too. If someone has, because you don't know the person who is passing through just today, I won't be here again or here on Wednesday. So feel free to write it, pass it, or raise your hand, and the microphone will come. We have a few minutes left. The scriptures say His divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness. Through what? The knowledge of Him who called us by His own glory. I've shown you how He calls us by His glory. I've shown you. He uses glory to call us. His disciples saw and believed in him. Question, didn't they believe in him before? When they saw him change, didn't they believe in him before? It confirms the belief. Do you get? And many people follow people and don't really believe. Look at this me as I am. Many of our people struggle with believing in me or some of the things I say. I know. I've known it for years. I tell them directly. If you hear my messages, you hear me say many times, you will believe. You will believe. How did I know they didn't believe in some things? It's not that hard. I looked at how they responded to some of the things I said, or even the look on their face. I said, you you don't believe? You believe. True disciples actually may not believe many things, but eventually they'll believe. Why? The Lord will manifest his glory through his servants, and they will say, wow, this is what pastors said. This is what the servant of God said, do you see that thing he said came to pass? That thing she said, do you hear it has happened? Wow. Then they start taking you more seriously. So his disciples, he said, and they believe in him. His disciples, not the men that fed the water that became one. Say his disciples. But if you ask them before, do you believe? They'll say yes now. If I didn't believe, would I be following? But there's levels of belief. And it takes time. And to me, it's not a problem. That's why you don't force people to believe. In my thoughts, I haven't asked them, but I think the people around me, the longer they stay, the more they believe. It's not, it's not you know how someone comes at the beginning, you know, there's a way someone comes at the beginning, from the beginning, ah, they believe, then with time they start doubting. Huh? Yes, because like, I heard, I heard he's a real man, who has ever seen this campaign? I heard he's a real man of God, then you came there. And after you stayed for a while, you start wondering, is he, is this a man of God? Has this happened to anyone here? Huh? That your yes sir cannot be seen. Has this happened to anyone here? I don't mean anybody in the earth. I mean you. You said, yeah. happened to anyone. You had some, ah. And then when you got to know, the more you knew the person, the, the more you went, eh? Is that empty come come now? It should be the opposite with true God type ministry. They saw Jesus, he was so simple. The first time James and John left John the Baptist, when he said, Behold the Lamb of God, they left him and went and followed Jesus and said, Master, where do you stay? He said to them, Come and see. He didn't say, Why are you asking? 
Well, see the power of God in my life. He didn't do anything weird. Imagine, how many of you know that knowing the house of the man of God with power for the art does not exactly make him appear very powerful? You don't know? Huh? Can you go to the house of the man of God with power for the hour? Anyhow, anytime. The first encounter they have with him, he said, come and see where I'm staying. First encounter. Humble. Anyone that has half an understanding knows that the more mysterious you are, seemingly, the more people regard you. And the more they know you, the less they regard you. That's how it works with human nature. Typical human nature. But if you are going to reveal, if you are going to reveal the true glory of God, you must not want it that way. You're going to have to be patient and allow them to even be around you and still be doubting. They have to accept by themselves. You don't impose it. Don't tell people, do you know it's a man of God? Do you know it's a man? Do you know? Do you know? Do you know? Don't, you don't intimidate people into agreeing that God is with you. No. You will, even like in that case where he was compelled by his mom, his earthly mother, he was compelled. It is due to compulsion. He did not want to multiply any wine. When they said there's no wine, he went like, hey, yeah, with everybody else. Implying that there are situations that our Lord can do things and he doesn't. Yes? No? Yes, now that's what's happening all over the earth. There are situations the Lord can do something, but he won't do anything. Because he's humble. Have you heard Jesus or seen Jesus healing people? Sometimes to heal them, he takes them away from the crowd and from where everybody is. Have you seen him do that? He lays hands on people. Where nobody is. There are reasons though. Unbelief is one of them. Unbelief. So sometimes you have to remove people so they won't pour their unbelief on you. Actually. But he stayed humble and it helped preserve him. He is preserved by staying humble. You will preserve yourself and the glory God has given to you by staying humble. Do you want this? He has called us by his own glory. Don't come up with your own. And virtue and excellence. Okay? Through these, he has given us his precious and magnificent promise. Through what? Through this divine power that results in knowledge. Through this glory and excellence, he gives us precious and magnificent promises. So through the knowledge of Jesus, you start to know. When you pick, when you hear people say, read the Bible, this is why. Because here, people, you find precious and magnificent promises. Okay? Through these precious and magnificent promises, you may become what? Partakers of the divine nature. Now that you have escaped the corruption in the world caused by Evil desires, lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, pride of life. When you were saved from the world, Egypt, you were saved, you escaped the corruption.
That's what the blood of Jesus did on you. He poured on you. He didn't just pour on you. The Bible says there to get rid of the living from their houses. Do you remember? It says remove all living. There's a version of Christianity that says just come to Jesus like that. Get rid of nothing. It's false. If you believe it, you'll be in trouble with Jesus. On the last day, you'll be in deep trouble. Don't believe it. You must escape. Remember how you eat the Passover lamb with your belt girded, shoes on your legs, your staff in your hand. That is how you celebrate Passover, which speaks of the forgiveness of your sins and acceptance into the body of Christ. Justification, that's Passover. The first column here, you see. This is Passover. It's the day you believe by in faith. In faith, you called on the name of the Lord. You were saved. Your spirit was saved. Not your soul or body, as you normally have been told. That is your soul that is saved. No. You walk out the salvation of your fear with, soul with fear and trembling. You receive with meekness the implanted word, which is able to save your soul. James 1. Okay, that's how souls are saved. As you humbly receive the word and displace and replace it in all areas with the word of God. Head and done. Do not deceive yourself. Be hearers and not only hearers but doers. Deceiving yourself. That same passage that immediately just told you you should rid yourself of filthiness and overflow of wickedness. That's the corruption in the world caused by evil desire. You have to set aside that as you keep replacing. But the instant work is even for a criminal on a cross. It's your spirit that it's made alive in Jesus. As you find the way entering the outer court. Because you asked and it was given to you. The righteousness which is of faith. And you can say I am amongst the many that have been called. But you must move on to the few. That will be chosen. As you learn to walk in peace with God and man. As you seek the holy place. And you can just go on like that. You find the truth. as the holy place. That place. You find the truth that makes men free. The spirit will teach you. Pentecost. The feast of weeks. And your soul will be sanctified. And hope will not make you ashamed. Then you wait for glorification. Which is the height. Of all. That God has planned. This is the goal. But this is the way to the goal. This is the way. There's a process. That process takes time. This process will result in glory. Remember, there's different kinds of glory. Question, what type do you want? Celestial or terrestrial? So, sad to say, most of God's people... Many of God's servants have set their minds on things on the earth. I don't have to tell you, it's obvious. Not on things above anymore. And they will only have the glory of the terrestrial. They will not have the glory of the celestial. I've heard preachers say with their mouth that you see someone come out of a certain car, kind of car. Who has said this before? And you just go, glory. That's terrestrial thinking. That's not the kind of glory the Lord Jesus came to teach us about. That's not the kind. You don't use Solomon and all that. I told you about human glory. It might be nice 
to behold. It's impressive. But it's not the glory of the celestial. You must make a choice. You must decide which glory you want. You must be careful. You don't settle for terrestrial glory. Why? It will pass away. To pass away. It's the glory of the flowers of the field. Isaiah 40. All flesh is grass and all its loveliness. All its glory is like the flower of the field. The grass withers, the flower fades because the breath of the Next verse, I want to show you. Um, it says, Every valley shall be exalted, and every mountain and hill shall be made low. This is a Bible, okay? But we converted it to a memory verse, a song. The crooked places shall be made straight, and the rough places smooth. The glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all flesh. What is flesh? All flesh. All flesh is all flesh is grass. And what will happen to the grass? It will wither and fade away. But the glory of the Lord shall be revealed. And all flesh, the grass, shall see it together. Which one do you want? What do you want? Grass or glory? Grass or glory? glory? Be careful what you're answering. What do you want? Grass or glory? glory? Why? Because the grass will fade away, will wither. The glory of God will not wither. It will last forever. If you are wise, if I am wise, I will focus on the glory, the other glory. There's a glory of the grass, glory of the flower of the field. Have anyone ever seen a picture or passed a place and there was these grasses of the, the flowers of the field? This not planted. Anyone here seen it before? 
Millions. It looks like millions of plants. So beautiful. Have you passed that place again? Is it always there? It fits. That's what it means. You come in and pass again. When you were passing to school, you saw it by the side of the road. Many flowers. You're like, hey, look. And then you came and passed when you're going home for holidays. Nothing. That place is just there. That is how the glory of the things of this world is. If you don't learn this and you spend your life pursuing earthly things, instead of looking, setting your mind on heavenly glory, it will result in loss. How does the Bible say this in 1 Corinthians 3? It says that let every man watch how he builds. And he told you six things that you can build with. Gold, silver, and precious stones. Then wood, hay, and stubble. And he said the day will try it like fire. That they are going to put all these six things through fire. You know what will happen to gold, silver, and precious stones. They will come out burnished and nicer. Refined. But what will happen to wood, hay, and stubble? They will burn up. They will even be frail for fire. So what I am sharing with you this morning, and what I hope every message you ever hear teaches you, is how to distinguish between the glory that is celestial and the glory that is terrestrial. And to set your mind on the one that is celestial, that's above. Instead of the earth, because this one will not last. It will be there one moment, and it will not be there another. I've always told you guys, I keep telling you, recently they buried someone, it's always the same thing. You know, very sad when someone dies. And someone was telling me, someone I know, said, oh, this guy, I just heard about that died. When I was in school, this is a lawyer in Lagos. When I was in school, he was in school, we were in school together. But he just died. He was in school too. In other words, he went to school again. And from what I hear, we have people here that are his classmates. He's very jovial, nice guy. He was even the president of a fellowship. And he has passed away. Now, he, everyone answers to God. But I, like I always tell you people, May you be doing what God sent you. May you only be doing what God sent you. Because you don't know when you meet him. And it better be when you meet him, you're able to say, Father, I was doing your will. I was, I was in the pursuit of your purposes. This event occurred and here I am. May it not be at any time that you will come before the Lord and he tells you, where were you? What were you doing? He said, oh, I was trying to process my visa. I was hustling for, you know that uh, new house, you know the place I was staying. So I now said that I need to move to another place. And because you had to move to another place, oh, that's why I wasn't, I couldn't do all the other things. I, I know, you know, I was still planning to do it. You know, yes, I know they gave me the prophetic words. Yes, now I was going to do it. It's just this unfortunate incident. I was going to do it. I was going to do it. I, I was working on it. 
Well, may, maybe you should send me back. That's why I do. I couldn't even understand when this thing happened, and I now found myself in front of your judgment seat. See, I, I was going to do. You were going to do what? Why didn't you do the one you were to do in the time you had? That's what I was saying now. Say you get me. Say you get me. Say, say I get what? I told you, you were in your second year when I told you, I gave you your calling, I instructed you, I sent multiple messengers, dreams, multiple words. I said, do like this. You postponed me, postponed me, postponed me. Everything I told you to do, you postponed. You say you want to do what first? I want to do 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. Then I said, when I finished 12. No, see, see, when, when I started, see, I first started, I now say I don't do one. Then, but my brother, my bros, the one that is abroad, said that there's this opportunity. So, and then, then this other one now came and offered me. Then, even you, as you're talking, don't you know you're in trouble? Even as you they talk, they go. You know, service, you don't enter Yawa. You keep talking. I am God Almighty. All your glory is grass. I told you, me, thy substance. I said, I want you to study your Bible from Genesis to Revelation. I want you to read all of it within three months. It's not a matter of you set yourself to do it. I told you. It was specific to you. I told you to do this. I told you to do this. You said you didn't do it because there was this cause. You had to. Did you ask me? Okay. I knew you would pass away by this time. That is why I told you to give yourself. Now, three years have passed since I gave you those deadlines. And every time I hear something like this, every time, this is why I've preached this thing for years. It's not that I haven't known it for years. But whenever I see something like something that I keep preaching happen, when uh, two years ago or three, some of our people went to law school, every time they show me a picture and say, look at, we were in law school with this person. Oh, look at this fine girl. Look at this fine guy. Look, look at this guy. Look at this girl. Dead, 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 dead. I have one question. Because I'm not saying you shouldn't go to school or do everything that you should do. I say you should do. How do you know you should do it? It better be God that said you should do it. it. Better be God that said you should do it. It better be God. I have one question I ask when they tell me about some young person that has passed away. Who, who can guess the question? How can I ask if they are born again? That's small. I don't really ask if they are born again that much now. It better be. How was their spiritual? How were they with God? How? That time they were in law school. How was it? Did they used to come for the law student, uh, lawyers fellowship? Were they involved? Were they like involved? And the answer sometimes is no. No, no. This one's read from morning till night. My question therefore is, was the Holy Spirit leading them to read passionately so they would die? Because these are people as law school just finished. Result is not out. Some. The result is not out. They didn't even have time to say, I passed, I fell. They died. Question, did God know they would die? 
Should I tell you that it was God's will for them to spend their last months of this world reading passionately to pass an exam they will never use? While at the same time ignoring God, setting God aside and saying, God, you know what? We'll talk later. Do you mean the spirit that knew that you will pass away did not know to tell you, get closer to me than ever. Your days are numbered. Set your house in order. Draw near to me now. Forgive. Last week I was talking about people I've heard. Is you guys that are telling me stories. Who called? And I shared mouth. Who called people ahead of time to say, forgive me for this or I forgive you for this thing you did. God bless you. Bless you. And finish. That one old man. And then he died. He wasn't sick. Lay down on his bed and passed away. How could that? That's someone that has been prepared. That's someone that listens to God. I've heard of young people before they pass away, young people, and they start saying things. They say things like, Mommy, Mommy, let's say I'm not here anymore. Mommy, would you? But you you not cry, Abby. Mommy, I've seen Jesus. Mommy, what if Jesus were to tell me to come? For days before they passed away, they are talking about it. Some weeks. Some call and say, Mommy, heaven is very nice, sir. I saw heaven, I saw Jesus. And when I'm there, I don't have this pain anymore. I'm very happy there. Mommy, I saw a little brother that died in heaven. They'll be saying things. So by the time they die, the mother will still cry. Mother will still cry, but there's a comfort. But with some people, many people, there's zero preparation. And those are usually... I repeat, how can you tell me someone was listening to the Spirit of God? And spent every waking second reading school books. Not Bible. Then you go and there. Don't tell me that person was hearing God. Because if the person was hearing God, what God does to his beloved shortly before they die, whether they hear clearly or not, is that they prepare for death. Are, are you hearing me? When he said, Hezekiah, you're going to pass, I told him, put your house in order. When Jacob was going to, he was taken down to Egypt. And he put, he called, he said, bring your sons. And he laid hands on Ephraim and Manasseh. And then he gathered his feet and passed. Everybody may not hear clearly the leading of the Lord. But at least this is what you know. Your life will start going a certain direction. Because of the purpose because God says, these are your last days on earth. How can he say, read well, oh. read well. Leave behind a result that will be spoken of. By who? No. Do you, who agrees with me or you don't agree? Which one? Do you agree or you don't agree? When visitors are coming to marry your sister, how do you people prepare? Everybody sleeps till nine that morning. The occasion is by 10. You sleep till 9. You don't sweep the house. You go and visit your friend that morning. 
No, you prepare. When an event is about to happen, you prepare. Jesus told the parable in Matthew 25. He said, the friend of the bridegroom comes. I said, a cry goes out. Behold, the bridegroom comes. The bridegroom had not come yet. There's a preparatory announcement. That's how the law, even God himself prepares. Jesus said, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, if only you knew the time of visitation. How long, how many times have I wished to gather you like chicks under my wing? Why? Because judgment was about to come on Jerusalem. So he sent his prophets and they despised them. So he sent his son. And the son came and they despised him too. That, oh wow. I, I, I wish you guys accepted me. Now you won't see me again till you see say blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. And then he left. The Lord always sends preparation. When I hear of totally unprepared people, I know they have not been communicating with the Lord. It's very easy. It's very easy. I am not saying you know everything before it happens. Do you hear me? Before you accuse me and say, Pastor, it has said every single thing. If you're a child of God, you must know it before it happens. It's a lie. There are things God doesn't want you to know. He wants you to walk by faith too. But typically, when someone is going to meet the Lord, Ah, ah, meeting the Lord, is it a joke? Is it, what, what do you think you have done in this world that is important? That you, you, you are about to meet the Lord, no preparation. God forbid. God forbid. So even if it takes months or years to prepare, but at least be prepared. I'm just, bah, just by surprise. I didn't even apologize. I was angry with her. You don't die like, what kind of joke is that? Who wants to die like that, I beg? No. At least let there be promptings here. I've heard many stories of people. This is no fantastic prophetic experience. Just prompt. They just happened to come and talk to this person. They had not seen him since they quarreled. That time in 2017. This is the first time he said, I said, brother, you know. I'm sorry. But whatever. And then they say the next day he died. Have you heard stories like this? Yes, it happens. That is some preparation. Even though they didn't know. But... They were putting their house in order. Not the one that you read very well. Very well. Very well. What will the book do? As you die, you don't appear in front of God. God, this is my result. And God will say, wow. wow. Open, that. open the two gates. Please. Open the two sides now. This is a dignitary. This is your... The guy had one. Not two now, not two, one. One, he had one, guys. Uh, one. <laughs> Your result is so good. There's first class. In. Welcome the first first class into heaven. There's no such upside down thing. That's grass. You brought grass and sprayed in heaven. That is, this is what you did. In effect, you came to God and brought out grass. With that grass. And God like, what was that? Is that for me? This grass scarcity or something. But the person that came with good deeds. Say good deeds. Say, Lord, I obeyed you. What did you do? Lord, in the last month of my being law school as i heard the prompting of your spirit even though i didn't know i would die i began to share with people in every room i went from room to room sharing the truth 
I gathered them, had a Bible study with them every day. I, I obeyed. I, when you, when you led me to speak to that girl and that guy and that, that, and that, that, even that lecturer who told me to write that message, whatever, I, I did what you said. What you're presenting to the Lord is gold, silver, and precious stones. Not to appear with grass and say, wow, behold my glory. The Lord is like, this is no glory. You have no glory. And you're supposed to have been given his glory. He said that you may have the same glory that you gave me. But here you are with another glory. Earthly glory that has no purpose. May you not accumulate useless glory. May you only have the glory that will last and remain. God can send you to school. He has sent people. Give you different degrees. Tell you, God, have this degree then, have this other one. That God can do all of that. He can and he does. God can tell you, marry. Urgently. Marry. God can do many things. And God can also not do. It's not fixed. There are things that are not a must. Everyone must know and be led. There's general things that are for all children of God. Then there's specifics. Make sure you do these things. If you do it well, you'll be unashamed when you stand before him. You'll be unashamed when you stand before him. Is this your prayer? Is there any question? Go ahead, go ahead. Please, you said that glory is not only thing that God wants that Man also has his own glory. Yet Herod was struck for receiving the glory that people gave him. Because of his oratory prowess, he was applauded and honored. So taking the glory, God struck him dead. Then also my second question is this. Uh, many a times, like my father, when I share or he gives me something, I tell him, Daddy, thank you. He'll say, we thank God. And he gives me. But like my auntie, if he gives me or I eat or whatever in his house, I tell him, Auntie, thank you. She will say, you are welcome. So it's like one is taking the glory. The other one is giving God the glory. So I want more light on that. If I was you, I wouldn't stop telling my auntie, thank you. <laughs> you might be sent away empty-handed. Like one lecturer that, it's okay, I'll finish. Like one lecturer that said, said when, so he, or a man, somebody gave someone something and the person said, ah, thank you, Jesus. The person got very angry. Is it Jesus that gave it to you? Is it Jesus? Is it not me that gave it to you? And, uh, you know, anyways. I don't think your auntie is taking glory when she says you're welcome. I don't even know what, were you not here from the beginning? Do you come from the beginning? I've had no, you have not asked any question now. Go and listen to the audience. Does everybody already have the answer of the first question he asked? Did I answer it or not? And so there's nothing to answer. You go and listen to the audience. That at least that will lead you to you. Go to YouTube. It, this message is being streamed, so it's online. Once we are done, go online. Listen to the message from the beginning. All right, now if you're online and you just tuned in halfway to go and listen to the message. I already answered everything about glory about the glory that man has, about different kinds of glory, and how we are supposed to partake in the glory that the Lord gives to the celestial glory. That's how I ended. All right? So listen to the audio. So we don't stay on uh, for more time than we should. Any other question?
Bishop, since the glory of um, the glory of God that is reflected through us is seen in our good works, yeah. how do we balance it? Like you trying to cover the glory and you trying to do the good works. Yes, that's a good question. So this is it. Can you picture the good Samaritan covering his helping the wounded man? How do you cover that? How do you cover? Okay. Guy, I for carry you now. Eh? I would have carried you and helped you, but if I carry you, people will see and they will start praising me. Okay? Uh, I'll come back when it's dark. Okay? Hold on. Don't die. <laughs> Some, there are Christians like that. Your confusion is not of this world. You don't help when people need help. You say, I didn't want people to see. So you won't seem as if, as if I'm trying to take. What are you talking about? The guy is sick now. His head is breaking now. Lay hands on it now. Say, how will he seem by now? Pray, now gets healed. Now see as if I'm showing off. I don't know what you're talking about, sir. Please, give me the spiritual medication God gave you to give us. Thank you. You do what needs to be done for the person that needs to be done. Didn't we read where he said, let your light shine before men that they might see your good works. And then he balanced it. So you're wondering, the next chapter he said, don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. When you're giving alms, assisting the poor. Jesus was not healing all those 99% of people in secret. He stood where he was and healed them. He couldn't go running around, running left, right and center. When there's no time and someone needs to be healed. Someone needs to be healed and he's standing here. Now. And after now, he's going to go to another town. You pray for the person. He did whatever his father led him to do. And his father told him, go to the pool of Bethesda. Heal that man. I've been there for 38 years. He healed him. And left quietly. It was so covered that the man didn't know who healed him. Have you read this? That the Jews saw him and asked him, who healed you? They saw him carrying his mat. They said, why you carry your mat on the Sabbath? And he said, the man who killed me said I should carry my mat and walk. He said, don't you know? I said, who is the man? The Bible says he didn't know. Later, he got to know. Ah, he said, who is that man? Who is that man? He said, Jesus. And he went and told the Jews, eh, the man that healed me, his name is Jesus. He met Jesus, actually. And Jesus told him, Make sure a worse thing does not come upon you. Because he knew the man was crooked. He said, sin no more. That is the, what put you here the first time is sin? That 30-something years of your life that you are on pause. It is sin. You and me know what? No need to expose sin. Make sure you don't sin again. So worse will not come on you. And truly, to show you that that man had a crooked tendency. He found out he was Jesus. He knew they were angry with whoever told him to carry his mat. Who didn't focus on his healing, but focused on the mat. He knew, and he went back to the Jews and said, um, well done, sir. Well done, sir. Uh, the person named not Jesus. His name is Jesus. That shows he was probably a ratty kind of fellow. I fully understand why he was lying down sick. If it's you that you found out who healed, you know they were unhappy with him. Would you go and tell some of you, nothing where they tell you, they understand. You're like, eh? 
white or black, uh, red. And they ask you white or black, don't say red. <laughs> say white or black. <laughs> Who does not understand what I'm saying? If you understand it, that story I just told. Not about the white, black, or red, just the other story. I, I said it, at least one person. Is the red and the black? Listen, I said, this fellow that Jesus healed and said, don't, when he met him later on the road, he said, make sure you don't sin again. So a worse affliction will not come on you. That man had an inclination to sin. How do I know? One, Jesus told him two. They had seen him carrying his mat the day he was healed. It was a Sabbath day. Jesus healed him. And the Lord Jesus said to him, what he said. The, fat, the Jews said, why are you carrying your mat around? Don't you know you shouldn't walk on the day of Sabbath? On Sabbath. Who? And he said, the man who told me to carry this mat that healed me said I should carry my mat. Okay, he went. And he goes and finds out later when he meets Jesus again. And now he knows the man that healed him. And he goes and tells the Jews, the man that healed me, his name is Jesus, Jesus Christ of Nazareth, Jesus of Nazareth. I am saying that he's obviously slightly crooked because if it's you, would you go back and look for the Jews to report the name of the person that healed you when it's obvious that they were not happy with the person? It was a crooked person. If you are not careful, he sinned again. And got afflicted again. Sin does lead to affliction. I'm sure some of you have been told. Sin can never. You better start reading your Bible as a practice. Don't say sin can never do anything. Sin can do very many things. Right now there are people sick. Most people, many people on earth right now sick is because of sin. Their own, their parents and their grandparents own. I'm not talking about Adam's original sin. I mean recent sin. Fresh sin. There are many people alive now, 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 now. It's not their parents' own. It's their own fresh original sin. They committed it by themselves. Now God is so merciful. He can heal that too. You humble yourself and ask for help. <coughs> James 5 says, If you confess your sins, it's faithful and just to forgive your sins and cleanse you from unrighteousness. That's First John 1. James 5 says, Confess your sins one to another and pray for one another that you may be healed. Healing is not just physical, but of the soul too. Your soul can be sick. It's psychological sickness. What you call demonic attacks. is healed. The Bible talks about it being healed. That he healed them of evil spirits. So many people under evil spirits, it's soulish sickness spiritual sickness he wants to heal you and he can and he will but do what he said confess your false words and especially for Christians James 5 for Christians First John 1 for Christians don't let anyone tell you you can't be sick because of it many people are very many and I've also seen the Lord heal many people of these challenges physical and otherwise Your question was, how do you balance? How you balance it is that 
You do whatever God leads you to do. Then don't stand and bask in the glory. Deflect. I showed you already. And it's not by opening your mouth to say, we give God the glory. We give God the glory. Some of you think that just by saying we give God the glory, every aspect of taking God's glory is reversed. It's not so. Please, don't this. I know many people that take God's glory and they keep saying we give God the glory. Don't mean nothing. Who has, who has seen this kind of thing? The person that I say, give God glory, but you're not sure he's giving God that glory. There's a way he seems he's taking the glory while actively using those words. Am I the only one? I've seen a number of hands. Do you notice I don't say, ah, we give God glory. Do you notice I don't talk like that? I found out that there's a way you live. There's a way you live that automatically gives the glory to God. There's a way you live that automatic, automatically gives God the glory. It does not, it does not drag God's glory. It's a way you live. There's a practice that you have. So, rather than focus on saying, we give God the praise. Oh, the glory belongs to Jesus. The glory belongs to Jesus. I usually think that you must have done too many things that makes you have. I've said it. You have to keep pointing that the glory belongs to Jesus. Because we think it belongs to you. There's a way you're doing. Try not to even do it that way. I have seen people who don't say those things. But you neither do you think of giving them the glory. Who has seen this before? It does not call to you to give them the glory. Lord, it belongs to you. It's all about you. Why do you have, why did we think it was about you? You did things that made us think it's you. Live life in a way that nobody questions it. In how you talk, carry yourself, behave, dress, act, date, in the, how you behave. How you behave. I don't think Jesus ever went around and said, it's all for the Father's glory. Come on, give it up to him. Give it up to him. There's no need. His lifestyle. Live a lifestyle that is humble. Be humble in heart. And it will take care of all those things. It's like when I talk, I don't say, I say we will do this. If, if uh, by the grace of God, James, you know, some you think you have to say it. They say by the grace of God, but they make every decision by themselves. Same thing. Now, I don't say by the grace of God, by the grace of God. When I talk, I don't talk like that. But I don't almost do anything without getting God's approval. It's not about the words. It's about your choices. If truly it's by the grace of God, you will ask God and you only move when he has given you the empowerment to do it. It's not by saying the words. Same thing like any other thing in the scripture. It's what you do. It's not what you say. So much so it's what you do. All right? So the balance, live a life of asking God before you do things and then do it how he says you should do it. They'll be fine. After he fed, he didn't feed those people on the first day of their gathering. It was on the third day when he fed the 5,000. After three days of teaching, then he said, so you're not faint on the road. He sent them bread. If he had given them that bread before, first day, some people would have left the meeting, run to call their brethren, their family members. 
He gave them on the last day when they needed it. They ate it and then he told them go. The Bible says he sent them away. And he took his disciples and waited. They sent, he sent, he said, God bless you. Go, go. God bless you. No, you can't, no, no, you can't stay. Me, I'm about to leave, sir. Go, go. He sent them away. Then he told his disciples, come, enter this boat. You to go. Then he went and spent time with his father. And when it was time up, no boat, he walked on the water. At every level, you can see this is not someone. How would I or you, minus any wisdom we have learned, how would you have left? Is it not why the people are still standing there? You go like and stride out on the water. Is it not? And you tell Peter James, when you guys come in the boat, can you imagine the impact? Can you imagine the impact? Can you imagine 5,000 grown men plus women and children talking about this? How many of you know you will never need? I hope you know that's the day the crucifixion was cancelled. I hope you know that there's no crucifixion, nothing. Crucifixion cancelled, everything. Ooh, whoa. Herod, I hope you know. Oh, you guys don't understand when they wanted to make him king after food, after he gave them bread, they wanted to make him king. He had to run. You haven't read it? Go and read it. Sorry, do you understand that Herod was king? Oh, you don't understand. You don't understand they would have been a coup? Oh, they would have rushed the palace. Herod, come, drag him out. Get out, get out of here. Get out of here. We they look for better king, see you. People are hungry, you're here being king. Come on. They would have placed Jesus there and thereafter, bread supply. He has come. And there would never be lack of food in the land. That would be their motive. Jesus literally hid himself. He ran. He had to disappear. Because they tried to take him by force. The Bible says by force to make him king. Because the average person's God is their... The average person's God is their... Their belly and their end is... God is their better than their enemy's destruction. Do you want to be destroyed? Therefore, your God must not be your. Your decisions can be earthly, carnal, physical. Your decisions must be spiritual. Look unto Jesus. Make decisions based on whatever it is the Lord says to you. And you'll be wise. Amen? Amen. I could say more, but let this suffice. Live life in a way. Obey the different things he says in his word. And somehow you end up not dragging his glory. I gave you examples. You were here. I told you about people that have seen amazing things. They end, that surprises Sitole is in a, a jeep. Not your younger jeep. Real Land Rover or whatever. And they are traveling. They went for a crusade in Pemba. In this thing. It's a three-day journey back to Mozambique. A three-day journey. They entered, just drove a little. And everyone dozed off. He woke up. He said he woke up was sitting at the front by the driver. He saw the driver was dozing. And an angel was sitting by the driver's side with one leg outside, hanging outside of the truck with his hand on the steering wheel. And he turned and saw him. The angel smiled. He went, ha! 
Everybody woke up. The angel disappeared. And they opened them. When they checked their surroundings, they were at the end of the journey. It was the same day they left. The date was the same day. It, it didn't take three days. So a three-day journey. They had finished it that day. So the angel put all of them to sleep, took over the driving. So the whole car. Now go and read the book of Mark again and see what happened when Jesus entered the boat. Who has noticed before? He says they were immediately on the other side. You didn't know what he meant. I just told you. It's not a mistake. The boat moved. It jumped. It disappeared. It translocated. Changed its location. People have experienced this. Their physical bodies in this world. People that are alive now. In the past, they've experienced this. They were somewhere, then they were outside. People have been arrested in communist countries, locked in prison. And they are standing by the prison wall on this side. Suddenly, they see they're on the other side. No reason. Some of them were told before, they say, God said he's going to take you out, that you should spread this message. And you don't even understand, how would that happen? Okay, maybe they'll send papers and release me. The person's whole body is here, and suddenly it's on the other side of the fence. People have talked about being translocated across hundreds of miles. Hundreds. That's like being here. Them being in another state, far, far away. Their whole body. Other countries completely. A Russian pastor, one of these communist countries, used to go to preach on Sundays. You get ready, step out of the house. His whole body would You'll be in a not far, far away, not a dream, and you preach there, then you'll be cut back. It's not like he can control it, but when he steps out to go, he just disappears. Over. Then the church he was serving this way bought him a car. The thing stopped standing. I wonder if you just keep the car. We'll take your car away. But it happens. There are people, two hour journeys. They said they enter and they were there in 30 minutes. They look at the clock. Impossible things. 30 minute journeys, five minutes. You look at the clock. You don't even understand. You're in such a haste. It's later when you check. Is the clock bad? Wait, I was all of this. Many people have experienced a little here, a little there. And I told you that story earlier. I was talking about God's glory. Now, how come the people that experience these things are not typically over because the ones that experience less and sell themselves with the glory they use god's glory to sell themselves god doesn't like it so he only allows them experience limited glory how many of you want limited glory how many of you want much glory to be manifested in you good if you want much glory to be manifested in your life can you try when god gives you his glory don't take it and go mm. don't use it for you don't so the food can keep multiplying. So the water can be made pure. So the miracles can happen. The dead can be raised. Not just headaches and fevers. And aches and pains. If you want to be true conduits. God loves to act most where people are humble. In Indonesia, 30 people at once walk across a river. Walk on water. Everybody saw it that was on that one unbeliever put his leg, he almost drowned. It was, it was, there was a rainstorm, the rivers up to 30 meters deep, they said. Like you just, you're just gone. Powerful current. And these brethren had come to, God had told them to go and they came. They got the word with it and this one said, I think the Lord said we should cross. 
These are people that walk through the rain, through the forest, and arrive at the other village dry, even though it's raining cats and dogs. In those stories, when you read them, there's no name. You don't see anybody's name really, except the person that wrote the story. Or he may mention brother this, sister this. There's no adulation, worshipping of the person. That is why the church, the general church, sees such little of God's glory. Because we love to make graven images. An image that is made. We love to make human beings our object of worship. And once you do that, you are sharing his glory with an idol. Do you believe Christians have people they idolize? Very common. Very bad. Very bad. The servant of God has to purposely act in ways that does not allow people to idolize you. Among those ways, try and be normal. One of the ways, reasons why I act extra normal than I should even. I can play, laugh, tell you, come and live in my house. When you're seated, next, I don't ever act spiritual. It's 100% purposeful. I don't act spiritual. I might be tired. I'm going to enter my car and I'm not talking much. That's, I'm tired. But wait, if I'm okay and all that, and we are here talking and all that, I don't keep quiet and keep silent often, so I will carry a, an air of mystique. If you talk about uh, yam, beans, football, and I know anything, I'll talk about it too. Like, ah, no, 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 that one is not funny. If I see a joke, I'll tell you, see, see, see a joke. I know people think I'm crazy, but that's your problem. I refuse it, it, they, I've seen young children, 18 years old, who has come across a spiritual bro. Shata, shata, Good morning, Busha. I willfully decided I will not be stupid in this. Sorry, I'm not saying stupid, but it is purposeful. It makes you able to survive. I know there's a balance. I know sometimes people don't take you seriously enough because of it. And they lose out. I know I've seen that happen. I've seen people not take things seriously. And I say, but what was I saying? That time we were laughing. After I told that, you didn't hear it. And this is the next day. And the thing has happened. Serious things. All that. Because you don't. So I, try, I say, I tell them, you have to learn to balance it. I don't know how to say it. Most prophetic words I give, some I'm, I'm joking, like jokes, and it's prophetic. You have to, I'm not saying we should, I sh- in fact, even me, I know I should be more serious. But some people are like, eh, but you're too serious already. I'm like, I don't know what you people want. Leave me alone. All I know is I act naturally. If I'm displeased with you, I don't go, hmm. There's nothing wrong with my mouth. Why should I do my mouth like that? I'll tell you, don't be doing this thing you do. I, I, I don't know what's wrong with you. How many times have I told you not to do that thing? 17 times. Mind yourself. Please call them. Let's pray. I hear a song. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'll say, like whatever, per time, I live life per moment. I cannot now be killing myself to appear, carry a placard, holiness unto the Lord. Eh? No, it's hard. It's hard. I beg. Leave me alone. See, that brother will do it for you. There are people here that are willing to look spiritual. 
Get them to take a picture and carry it around. Me, I don't, I don't want to look spiritual. I am spiritual. I don't look spiritual. I don't try to look spiritual. People try to look spiritual. Then you have to sustain it. Huh? I'm still answering that brass question. Now you have to sustain the impression you have conveyed. And then worse above worse, you have internal struggles. Hidden, endless struggles. And you have to sustain. That's how the birth of a hypocrite. That's how hypocrites are born. That's the making of a Pharisee. Are you hearing what I'm describing? This is how hypocrisy is born. For those of you that wonder about hypocrisy, this is all. You have, you have curated an impression of sp- constant spirituality that you dwell in the realms of heaven. That when you use the toilet, the smell is of roses. So you must maintain it. I am not saying it should be lousy. Don't be lousy. Don't say everything that comes to your mind. I don't say half of what comes to my mind. But anyone around me, you know, if you are with me any moment at all, if I think of a funny thing, I'm going to say it. At least, most. I'll say it out. Ah, this is your hair. It looks like, did they make, is this, is this gold or silver? Is it the genuine article? <laughs> you know, I'll say it and pass. Now that may make you look, wow, I thought he was like really spiritual. That's your problem. I am. And spiritual people laugh. You, you don't know what God has told me. You don't even know. Many times God doesn't tell me. It just comes out of my mouth. But many times the person needs to laugh. It's you that needs to laugh. You, you're suffering from plasticimaisis. Your soul, your heart is the way your face is. So I'm bringing healing. Because I have a healing ministry. Of the soul. This is how to keep... Nobody will confuse you with Jesus when you do these things. Also, tell stories about your failures. Where's that brother that asked the question? I hope you're hearing. I'm, giving you, I'm being practical. I don't know why I went too practical. Tell stories about your failures. Let people know you're human. I listened to a servant of God who I think is a very spiritual man. Sadhu Selvaret. I think he have the, has a very close work with God. Sadhu Selvaret. So... You know, and he talked about how he went home and his mother argued about something and said, oh, it's a testimony. He said, no, it wasn't a testimony, it was a this. He said, no, it's, a, it's an exhortation. Back and forth, and he was quite displeased with his mother. His mother. And he was sharing this story openly. And he said, and he was so angry, he refused to eat the food they gave him. I was like, what? Brother Sadhu, you need to grow up spiritually. <laughs> In my heart, I'm like, what? Now, but my shock was... That he would tell it openly. And he didn't excuse himself. He didn't say, no, but he was annoying. Now, he didn't do anything like He just painted himself bad as behaving carnally, childishly. And then later, and he went down. He said, the Holy Spirit said, but, but look at you and all that. And he went to apologize later. But I refused to eat. He was pointing out the pride of his heart. And he didn't tell the story as though it's something that happened long before. He told it like it just happened recently. And I was wondering, what, brother? You're way more spiritual than this. I mean, he has endured being beaten nearly to death up to five times in Tibet when he goes to preach to those Dalai Lamas, all those kind of people. He walks with, into mountains. Like, he is someone who has laid down his life for the Lord in so many ways. Given up, he celibate, he will not marry. He has given up so much. He wears two, one, he has, he said he had two. 
when he came to Josh, someone saw the third one. He had about three of the same clothes, same color. He said the Lord told him that this is okay. So he doesn't change clothes. He has just those three. If he's not wearing this one, he's wearing the other one. That, that's it. So he looks like a poor man. Meanwhile, he owns a TV station. Not TV, satellite station. The point is, he lives very humbly. Often fasting, often praying, teaching, preaching the word of God. Not looking for things for himself. He's a humble person. There are people like that around the world. They make a choice to be normal. And something I notice with people, people, I have a few people I admire a bit extra. Rick Joyner would be another. One thing you notice with them, they don't put on airs. And they like joking. Some of the most spiritual people I've heard that have encounters, angelic encounters, heavenly encounters, this, that, they tend to be very humble. They act normal. They like to joke. They like to play. When they are serious, you know. But they tend, they don't try to maintain uh, I'm all serious. They don't. Why? Because they know, and I understand it seriously, that when you have seen the Lord a bit, I mean you've had a real relationship with the Lord, and he has given you an assignment, it makes you very intense. Huh? How many of you ever think I'm intense? If you know the word intense. Someone understand English. God, give me a word for intense that Nigerians will understand. Passionate. How many of you think I'm passionate about what I believe? Uh, when I say intense, no hand. Someone, they said someone visited a meeting and wrote and told someone else that Pastor Itai teaches them intense things. <laughs> I've never forgotten the word intense. Yes. I'm passionate. How many of you have, you've heard preachers, they, they seem, it's okay, whether I do it or not, it's okay. They are not, they don't, cannot be killing myself. How have you have the impression that it seems I want to kill myself to make my point? That's what it means, to have intensity. So what happens with people like us is that we already feel we are too intense. So every chance we have to try and mellow things, we catch it. Do you understand? We are trying to pour water into it. Like any chance, God, Abi, can I say this one? So you say it. We are trying to simplify because we don't want people to think we are, you know, <sighs> raging. Mm-mm. It's because we really believe what we are saying. And we are really desperate to save as many as can be saved. We are really desperate about it. But we know it's tough already. So we like to garnish it with encouragement. With let make that come on, life is hard already. Let let's laugh. Alright? I'm explaining. It doesn't reduce your spirituality. If anything, it helps people. It helps heal people. Helps encourage and strengthen people. So it's not every time you come, you're like you're sitting on the edge of your seat. Oh God, oh God. We don't throw away the real, but so how you give God glory, I'm saying, is that you stay normal, act normally, be make sure everybody around you knows you're a human being. Did you hear me mention sin? Because some people, how they try to prove that they are human is they sin. They sin a little. Say, no, now we are humans. And you know we are not God. Don't be stupid. You're not allowed to sin. You don't sin and say I'm human. I'm trying to prove my that you didn't hear that pastor say she's allowed to be human. Be angry, be happy, don't sin. Sin is not amongst the things you're permitted to do. You're permitted to tell a joke. You're permitted to even be angry. 
You ate my beans. Give me that your biscuit. Give it to me now. How do you feel? Don't eat someone's thing. Ah, uh-uh, what? Be angry, but don't sin. Some of you are like, eh, but that biscuit ate is a sin. Who said? The beans he ate is a sin. I beg, chief. Be human. If you act humanly, they will not give you the glory. They will just not give you. They will honor you. They will respect you. But they will not give you God's glory. They know you are not God. Every time they look at you, they see you being you again. They remember, this guy is a real human being. <laughs> Nobody ever gets confused. It's when you act, beam, beam. you walk in slow motion. Everybody says, this, this, this looks like God. Is this God? Is that Jesus? There's confusion. Nobody is sure. Whether I'm a God, whether I'm a man. No. Act like you're a human being at all times. Speak the truth. Be simple. You're displeased. Express your displeasure without sinning. Don't insult, abuse, hurt, damage, curse someone. Speak the truth in love. That means sometimes you'll be soft, sometimes you'll be hard. For it to be love. Um, in God, God is love. You have to find, God, how should I talk to this person now? Sometimes you say, it's okay, it's okay. It's okay, I forgive you. Other times it's, how dare you? Leave this room. Leave this place now. I don't want to see you standing up doing any church meeting. All of that now, love. It depends on the person, the situation, how many times and all that. Does anyone have a struggle with that point I just made? This point I just made? You're not sure. Or you want scripture? Flash your hand. Second... Uh, um, Matthew chapter 18. What did he say? Did Jesus say you should, some people you should put them out from the church? Did Jesus say they should remove some people from church? Uh, you don't know your Bible. I get, write down the passage, Matthew 18. Eh? Then you go and read from verse 15. He said, if your brother sins, you tell him alone. He doesn't listen. Take one or two people. He doesn't listen. Tell the whole church. He doesn't listen. Treat him like an unbeliever. First Corinthians 5. The poor say, that if a brother is a thief, a swindler, a this, a that, that you should put out the wicked person from amongst you? Yes, no. Yes, there's a time you tell someone, get out of here. It's fully scriptural. Multiple witnesses. You put out the wicked person. And he said, don't you know a little living deep? Leaven the whole home. It's real. The consequences are serious. I hope you understand this. All right, so... If this is helpful, I, I want you to know, you know, there are many things like that. There are many things in scriptures. There are many things God wants us to know. If we get to know them, it helps us in our day-to-day life. But you will give God glory. That balance is, come, act normally. Be normal. Don't be two. Who has ever met someone that is two? There's that person in church meeting. Then there's the person at home. They are very, the difference is too much. You don't like it. It seems like they pretend. Anyone? Huh. Don't be like that. Hmm? I am not like that at all. I'm constant. The way I am at home, I'm here. I am the same. If I'm displeased, that even when I say, how can you do that? Or I'll say, I'll just say what needs to be said. While trying not to embarrass anyone in public. But I'll say what needs to be said. But whether there's a church meeting or not, what my mouth says while I'm preaching is what my mouth says when I'm in my room, on the road, in the car, wherever. My mouth keeps saying the same things. 
I don't switch in, switch out here, there. If you act that way, the glory will always go to God. Give God his glory. Don't even try to have glory. When you do good things, forget it. Forget you did it. Be constantly surprised when people tell you, there was that time you did it. Ah, don't go around tabulating all the goodness you have done. I'm not saying if you have a journal, you can't write, I gave this person today. Okay, but don't go reading it too much. Maybe when you die and someone is writing about you and they pick your journal and extract. But try not to record your list of good deeds. Don't do it. It will affect you. Just be good. Just do good as a practice. And people will glorify your father in heaven for you. They will say, ah, no, I thank God. Though. Don't you hear people say that? I thank God, if not for this man, if not for this family, if not for this church, if not for these people. No, I thank God. Ah, the day I met, the, I give God glory for the day I met those people. That, is that not God getting his glory? But if you came and acted and stayed around and took it, put it in the papers, you, you just keep trying to make it be seen. We, we did that. We, we, we the ones. You are taking glory. And it deprives you of the reward. Some or all of the reward you would have gotten. So just do it and forget it. Till you come to the place. Let me teach, give you a sign that you are living a life of doing good works. When you come to the place, when you are surprised, when people tell you, remember when you did this, that, that's a good sign. But if you remember every single thing you've done, maybe you just have a very good memory, Sha. Other than that, if you track it, it means either you're doing, the good things you do are too few. They are too few. But if you keep doing, and you keep doing, and you, you do it constantly, that is it's your lifestyle, like eating. Even more than eating, you just do good. You just do good to all men, especially those of the household of faith. You will turn out to be a person who does not take God's glory. Resist the temptation when you do good to have cameras. Resist it. It's recently that I said, I wish we videoed a few deliverance sessions just for educational purposes. I wish. There's only one we have that I remember one, the person, someone's to be and videoed it. Was very dramatic, but we've had many such things. And I used to say they shouldn't even record the audio because I didn't want demon voices on record. No, but I'm wishing we had grabbed at least five and just had it for educational purposes, not for anything. After all, it would have just helped. No, we have two. There's the one where we were here and there was a camera, and I said they should keep it. They dropped it on a chair. Then there was the other one with a phone. It wasn't even properly done. Just. Let it be from your heart. Not, don't appear as though you're giving God glory. Give God glory. Don't appear, don't appear to be doing anything. Never do something so it will appear. Just do the right thing. Just don't run after things and you will please the Father. Okay? Let's stand to our feet and pray. Short prayer. I announce, if this is your first time, I'll pray for you as we just end. The ushers will leave. I'll just pray for you in a room outside. If you're here for the first time, or you've been here during the week, but I haven't prayed for you one-on-one. -on -one. Okay, so just come. And then if you came here during the week, listen to me. If you came here during the week, 
and you did not, uh, like you didn't come on a Sunday, or you came even on a Sunday, but you left before we ended, the prophetic teams, all right, will minister to you once we are done. The prophetic teams, uh, carry your phone, just carry your stuff. You know, I'll advise, they will tell you, record it, transcribe it somewhere online or so, save it on your book. Don't leave it there and say, let it be there. You will lose it. That phone, funny things happen when we give people property words. Next thing, just strange stuff. Don't say I didn't tell you. Don't say I didn't tell you. Transcribe it, write it out. Bible says, write down the vision, make it plain that those who read may run. Read, look at it, write the date. It may not even make much meaning. It may cover things past, present, and future. It may cover, I don't know what you cover. If you note it down, someday that word will be relevant. It may be two years from now, it may be five. You see those things either happening and you go like, wow, this is what those, this is what those people told me. Or, all right, so if you will do this, I think you will be wise. And then I would also ask that you, um, Feel free. So if you came during the week, I prayed for you, but the prophet, it wasn't Sunday. Also come there, let the prophetic teams share something with you. It won't take time. It does share of that which they receive. And then we are here on Wednesday and Friday, the whole church. You're invited. This is not the whole church. This is just you. Yeah. We are here on Wednesday and Friday, Bible study on Friday. A prayer meeting. All of you, we study the Bible mainly. But on Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, we are not here as the whole church. The people doing the Believer's Bible School, come. Come. If, as long as you're new, you're here, you're in town, you're wherever, come. If you will go through all these classes that are laid out in the Bible, the Bible calls this the foundational teachings of Christ. No matter how long you've been a Christian, you think you know it. Come first. When you go through the first class, tell me if you knew it. Second, third. There's no, no class you go through that you won't learn things you have never even heard before. Ask all the questions you want, but that's the place for it. Five o'clock, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday. Invite someone. Invite people for these classes. Let foundations be laid. Because if the foundation be destroyed, there's nothing even the righteous can do. And the main reason many people have given their lives to Christ and it's like, it's Satan they gave it to is because the foundation is destroyed. Relay your foundation. Let the foundation be straightened out. Okay? If you do that, you'll be wise. If you do that, you'll be wise. Let's first of all thank the Lord for the things that we have heard today. Just quickly tell the Lord thank you for the things. If you learned anything, if you have heard anything that is a blessing, a help, say thank you, Lord. Thank you, good God. Blessed be your name. 
Thank you, good God. We love you, Lord God. Blessed be your name. Amen. Now let's pray two or three specific things. The first thing I found my mouth saying and it was confirmed as we went on. Is about the importance of giving God glory. No. Of receiving his promises. If you don't hear and believe the things he says, you can't enjoy anything. Why? Because uh, on what basis do you believe what you're believing? You must have gotten the promises from here. He has to have said something. If God said nothing, you can't have faith for it. People say, I have faith. Faith for what? And by the time I ask them three questions, they realize you came up with something and you say it's faith. Faith comes from hearing the word of God. It cannot be faith if God did not say it. It must be that God said something and you believed what he said for it to be faith. Faith is not you stood up and believing I have faith that before this year is over, I will be a millionaire. You can, that, did God say to you, child, I'm going to make you a millionaire this year. If he didn't say it, you can't say I have faith for it. It's only faith if God has spoken. That's why we need the precious and magnificent promises. Your job, therefore, is to hunt down the promises. It's in the Bible, and it comes through personal interaction with God. And you tell you, I'm going to do this for you. Go do that. I want you to pray and say, Father, I want to know these promises you have, not just for me as a Christian, but for me personally. I want to know my own personal promises. Pray. I will suggest you pray properly and with some passion. Father, please. Tell me what I'm gonna do. Tell me what you have for us, oh God. Tell us, tell us, tell us. Tell us, tell us, tell us. Tell us, tell us, tell us, tell us, tell us, tell us. Tell us, Lord God. Tell us, tell us, tell us, tell us, tell us, good God, your promises, your plans, your desires, your intentions, oh God. Tell me, tell us, tell everyone here. Reveal your intentions from the foundation of the world. What were you created for? What are the good deeds you were to carry out specifically? Reveal, good God, in the name of Jesus, I pray. The prayer that springs from there is a prayer of repentance. Hear me and hear me well. Whether you came in late, came in halfway, came in pathway, hear me and hear me well. Whether you're old, you're new, you've been here, you just came. I've shown you from the scriptures, and I don't think you can dispute, that you are supposed to be first created in Christ Jesus. That's what you call getting born again. If you're not born again, you're not created in Christ Jesus. Forget about any good works you do. Forget it. I'm sorry. Those are called dead works. Repentance from dead works is the first thing in the series. Repentance from dead works. Hebrews 6 verse 1. You must change your mind about dead works. There are many people doing dead works everywhere. 
supporting this, sponsoring that, doing this, doing that, hoping that that will make you a good person and God will accept you. I'm sorry, that's dead works. Dead works is the opposite of living works. Living works comes from Jesus Christ, the one who formed his children, and you go from him. When he tells you to do something, that is a living work. When he speaks to you, that is a living work. Everything you do in obedience to the Lord is a living work. He has life. He said, my words. He said, first, John 6, the flesh profits nothing. It's the spirit that gives life. Then he said, the words which I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. So it starts with him speaking to you and your act of obedience produces a living work. Do you understand? That's why he judges you by your good works, deeds. So you heard him. What makes it good? He said, there's none good except God. So your God works are living works. Are you understanding? He said, my words, they are spirit and they are life living. So when you hear, then you do. That's what we were created for in Christ Jesus. Let me break into two pieces. First prayer point. I suspect that every one of us, including myself, we need to repent about not doing the works we created beforehand to do. Or do you think you have done, how many of you think you have done half? You really try. You can give yourself at least 50%. You've done half. Now, there are some of you that nobody knows anything you have done. God have mercy on you. If you can't look at your life and know, no, I live my life to do what God wants. You better know you're in trouble. Why? Because I didn't open it. I didn't show you. Let me help you. When you go back, type in on your phone, smartphone, or ask someone that has a concordance or anything, just look up the word, works. Don't start only the New Testament, as you call it. Okay, only the book of Revelation. But I wish you go through the rest of the New Testament. And look at how many times you're told that the day of judgment will be a day of judging your works. Go and read it. Every story that what you do does not matter, that Jesus has done it. That message, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry for you if you believe it. You'll be judged for what you did in your body. Did, not in your soul. Physical actions. Sitting to read your Bible is a physical action. Standing up to preach it is physical. As I'm talking to you, I'm acting physically. This is a good work. Praying for the sick. Casting out demons. Cooking food and giving, assisting someone that is in need. Giving them from what you have. Bringing out your money. Working hard. Earning money and giving it towards the purpose of the kingdom. All those are good works. Deeds. You were created in Christ for this. If you think going around eating food just for yourself, buying clothes just for your body, renting, building, buying car, for you, for you, for you. You are not created to do good works for you. You are created to good works so that men might see. That means you are doing it to men and they will glorify your Father in heaven. Second Corinthians 8 tells you that through your gift, what you do, the praise of many people will abound unto God. They will give God glory. So, 
When it says, let your light shine before men, it does not mean you go around saying, can you see how much good I've done for people? No. It means that the people you did the good to are seeing. How can I do good to him and he doesn't see? How can I help carry you in my car and your family members and run and drop off when you were parking from your old house to your new? And I used my car and drove my pickup and moved your things. I can't do it in secret. So men will see. He's saying men should see your good works. That means stop having your works or thoughts in your heart. Do it. Let them see. Let your father see. Let your mother see how you're helping and going to the market and cooking. They must see. All that internal goodness, swallow it. Keep it for someone else. God is not interested in heart goodness. It starts there, but it must be completed in action. Is this clear? Your prayer is that God should forgive you for the low rate of good works that may be coming from your life. I'm not even talking about if you've been doing evil works. That's why this is a good time to repent. If you're actively doing bad works, Eh. I don't know what to say to you. I was not talking to those people today. You better be doing God. You can't be doing bad works. You can't be doing Satan's works. You can't be doing... If Jesus said, you of your father, the devil, and his deeds you will do. John chapter 8. He said, his deeds you will do. If you are truly a child of God, you must do the father's deeds. You don't do Satan's deeds and call yourself a child of God. That's confusion. Like father, like son. Is a spiritual reality. So if you're doing the works of the flesh, Ephesians 5, Galatians 5, read them. You're committing sin, lying, cheating, deceiving, just misbehaving, and then saying, I'm a child of God, nothing I do can take that away. Aren't you a clown that was once a child of God? Jesus said, John said, the beloved, John the apostle of love, said they left us because they were not really of us. Ask God to forgive you if you have been doing evil deeds. And make a commitment to give your heart to Jesus and to talk to someone and stop. And also ask him, if you have not been doing evil, but neither are you doing good. Say, God, please forgive me. This is not what I was created for. I was created to do good works. Ask him to forgive you. You have one minute. Forgive us, O God. For all the good works we have not done, all the things we ought to have done, all the kindness, all the love, all the patience, all the forgiveness, all the assistance, everything we should have done to be a blessing in this dark world that we have felt. And forgive us for it. Forgive us for it. Forgive us for it in the name of Jesus. Forgive us for it in the name of Jesus. Ask God to forgive you for not being kind how you should, not sharing how you should, not praying as you should, not teaching the word as you should. Everything that you've fallen short in. For not giving honor to whom honor is due, your parents, your pastors, whoever... For everything you have not done. For not seeking first the kingdom and its righteousness. Forgive us, O God. Forgive everyone here that repents, spirit and in truth. Forgive, cleanse, purge. Thank you, God. 
Amen. Final prayer point. If you are created for good works, then you better be doing good works. I know this is going to be a battle for many of you. How many of you have heard the teaching that say you don't need to do anything, that you're okay, it's okay, you're done, it's well, it's done, you're fine. With Jesus, you don't need to do anything. It's all settled. Let me see your hand now. I'm asking a question. Please. I hope with a few passages, I could show you 20 more. But time. I wasn't trying to show you. Please. Please, don't do it to yourself. We are not saying that the things you do make you accepted in the beloved. That's not what makes you forgiven of sin. But this will make you be rewarded or not. What you do. This is what will determine your rewards. I just want you to know that. That's what will determine your rewards. And this reward is serious. That Matthew 25. There's punishment waiting for people that did not do things. Read from verse 31. Share the last. So on Friday even. I want you to ask the Lord to show you and help you from today. If you are born again, if you are not, please, after when we finish this, ask for one of the leaders or ask to see me. You want to give your life to Jesus? Then you'll be amongst the people I'll meet. But if you're born again, you've given your heart to Jesus. But you know good works is not your habit. <laughs> Remember, good works, when you manifested men's seeds, they know. And they give God glory. If your life does not cause men to give God glory normally, it means you're not shining out the light. It means you've taken God's glory, drank it, and then close all your windows and doors. It's not coming out. It has to come out. That goodness you have received from him, you must give it to others. Ask the Lord from today now. I beg you, by your mighty power, I want to walk in good works. Show me, guide me, direct me. Demand that God show, direct and guide you into good works. Come on, pray. Father, I was made for good works. May I start living for what I was made for. May I start acting out what I was created for. May I start executing the purpose for my giving my life to you. Mighty Father, let there be an unction that comes on everyone in this place now. Let our actions be that which pleases you. Cause us to walk in alignment with your desires. This is our request. Father, I ask you, send help, send help, send help, O oh God, Father. Teach us the way of the disciple. Teach us to imitate those that imitate you. Cause us to align ourselves, our rights, with your intentions for our lives. Deliver us from complacency. Deliver us, Father God, from refusal, from mitigating, reducing the good works we are meant to walk in. Help me to do that which was prepared in advance for me. That which I was prepared in advance for. That all that was prepared in advance for me to walk in. Reveal, reveal, reveal the good works. Reveal the plans. Reveal the intentions. Reveal what you want us to do. Tell everyone here. Guide everyone here. Instruct everyone here. 
come to us come to your children in dreams in visions in revelations in intentions in purpose in desires planted and burning in our hearts oh god place your truth your word your power within us thank you thank you good god if you lift your hands i'll pray for you father i ask for everyone in this place this room right now forgive those who have lived for themselves who don't live for any good works and who think that it's okay with you to just live from day to day eating drinking breathing your oxygen and doing nothing to extend the kingdom of god your word says we should seek first the kingdom and its righteousness so i ask for a revelation of understanding that has never been known in this house let the inhabitants of this room and beyond all who hear this message let your mercy begin to reveal that which was prepared in advance for them your word says that these good works were prepared in advance they were created in you to fulfill them and we know there's a general part that they are to learn your word says imitate me as i imitate christ as they imitate those that are imitating christ they will learn good works but i go beyond that to ask for the specific intentions and purposes and callings for people here that have already been doing the general ones go beyond to begin to reveal so that they might prepare as they truly should this is my prayer oh lord god i ask specifically that you deliver everyone here from dead works every work they are doing that you have no hand in that you never send them that will get them nothing because it's never your intention every waste of time every attribute that is a waste of time every pursuit that is useless every pursuit that is useless that does not please the father that may please men but the only reward we'll get from it is the applause of men everything that is not from the father every glory they did not receive from you your words lord remove it let it burn up in the name of jesus let useless pursuits burn up in the name of jesus let it wither while we still have a chance to change course and start doing that which is right father where they hold on to what they shouldn't hold everyone here that is willing but holding on to grass at the expense of gold take away the grass look at their hearts lord god answer those who desire this answer those who desire these things let them see reality let them see reality thank you good god blessed be your name in the name of jesus receive eyes to see receive ears to hear receive a heart that understands and receive a mouth to speak plainly Amen. But I also want to add this. For everyone, you're online, you're visiting town, you may not come here again. You can always follow us online, g-lh.org. Very simple, g-lh.org. You know, you can find, that's our website. You can find lots and tons of messages, materials, audios, videos. Go to our YouTube channel and so on. <coughs> I know if you follow, your life will be transformed. 
if you listen and obey. And when you see your Lord, you will have gold, silver, and precious stones to present through the fire. Your works will not be burned up. If you will hear and obey, God will deliver you from a grassy future. Take this seriously. I don't even care if you're an unbeliever. I'm totally blind. If all you have when you stand before God is grass, it no, we will not be good. It says those people's works will be burned up. You want works that remain. It can only be done in obedience. My final announcement has to do with, I, I was supposed to be here by nine, but by the time I realized it was to 10, I was in the other, with the other church group, the other group, you know, it was too late. So I forgot. I had said I'll be here by nine to see those who come late and so on. Um, next Sunday. Don't come late. Come quarter to nine. We have a prayer meeting here. Quarter to nine. Even if you're a visitor and you want to worship here while you're around, come on time. Quarter to nine. Don't come by like that brother that came and passed. When did he come? Twelve. Past twelve. And had a question about what I just thought. Come on time. Even if you're coming from out of town, you can, if you give your phone WhatsApp number and you join our welcome lounge, they'll be posting the links for meeting. You can tune in from wherever you are in the world. Can just click the link. So just give your WhatsApp number. And whenever there's a meeting, you see. Just click it. You can listen to it or you can watch it on YouTube while the meeting is going on. The live meeting. Okay? So if for any reason you're in another place and you want to join us, and you should, just go online. Give a WhatsApp number and you'll be fine. You can keep up. Um... I encourage you to come on time. We are in a season of discipline. The Lord is telling us that we need to be disciplined people like we have never heard before. He's insisting. So if you come here, one of the things I promise you is that the Lord will make you his man. He will. But you have to do what he's told. And that's my last thought. It says, imitate me as I imitate Christ. For some of you that heard me preach and you said, oh wow, I need to do good works when I leave here now. I live here. I know I'm going to. That's not how you do good works. You imitate those that are imitating Christ. You watch others that are walking right with the Lord. You copy them. 70%, 80 of your good works will be what other children of God do. There will be that specific part that will come with time. That is your specific duty. So watch and learn. Don't say, don't worry, I'm doing good works in my corner. You won't even know how to do it. Even though you want to do it, you have to learn from others. It's the Christian way. That's what discipleship is. Where you watch and learn from others. But you cannot watch and learn if you don't come here where other Christians are. If you don't keep company where you're staying. You know a brother or sister is staying around where you're staying. If you don't visit, if you don't talk with them. If you don't have people you talk to. Okay, oh my uncle came from me and he's saying this and that. Is it okay that I go? Can you pray about this? You, there has to be interaction. That's how you will learn like a disciple. The word disciple means a learner. A disciplined one is one who learns. This is not complicated, is it? Now go and do it. If you don't do it, it's a waste of your time. Till you do it, it's a waste of your time. The Lord will give you help. In the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for the opportunity to give. 
I ask that you receive it, cause it to multiply for your goodness. Replenish those who lack, give. Provide every need according to your riches and glory through Christ Jesus. Order our steps. Bring us during the week. Let your hand be on your children. Let those who have been weak become strong by your spirit. Bring us into a new phase. Thank you. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. God bless you. We pray you receive eyes to see, ears to hear, and an understanding heart. Remember, test all things and hold fast to what is good. For more information, visit our website at gods-lighthouse.org.